Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, it's a blessing to be able to uh, come again and minister. Before we go any further, I think we should have a word of prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you for the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the precious work that you've done on Calvary. Oh, God, we are so unworthy of all that you have done through uh, your son shedding his blood, and we call on you once again for mercy, for grace, and for help, for cleansing, for everything that we need, O oh God, so that our relationship will be right with you, so that you can use us, so that you will, O oh God, uh, uh, get your word over and bring ministry and help to your peoples. O oh God, we cry out to you and we ask you, O oh God, to go into the heaven and the earth and shut down all the demonic stuff that are going on in the heaven, all the stuff that are going on in each and every one of our lives, that anyone would not be able to transfer, that he would not be able to hurt, harm anybody in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We pray that all would be covered with the blood of Jesus Christ, which is warlock, curses, hexes, vexes, spells, jinx, psychic prayers, and all the stuff that they do. Oh, God, would be nullified that they would not be able to interfere. In the name of Jesus Christ, when the enemy comes, oh, God, we pray that you'd raise up a standard against him. Father, we pray that eyes and understanding will be open and that you'd fill each and every one with the knowledge of your will, that we would know what the hope of your calling and whether the exceeding greatness of the power to us with who believe according to the working of our mighty power that you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him in heavenly places for above principalities, powers, found dominion in every name that is named. Now, God, we commend this time to you and all that we do to you and to the word of your grace that you'd build each and every one up and give them that inheritance amongst those that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, I I don't know how much time we're working with tonight. I, no, you told me, Shannon. But Pastor I, James, 
Uh-huh. I want to welcome you to the program. We have Exact Towers. You as you, brother. All right. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Well, tonight, uh, the message that has been put on my heart is one uh, uh, that we're going to share tonight, and it's talking about demonic frustration and confusion. And hopefully through the word of God that those that are listening and has been uh, uh, attacked in this area will begin to recognize what is going on and also will be able to get some help. Uh, many that uh, uh, get to that place where they are determined to follow Jesus Christ and allow the Lord to work in their life, the enemy will cause frustration and confusion to stop them. I myself, as a young fellow, uh, began to seek the Lord and to try to serve him and to stand up and minister, and nobody knew uh, uh, even that I was called to the ministry, but I, uh, the enemy began to cause many problems, and after many, many years, I began to recognize really what he was trying to do and, and, and the problem that he was trying to cause. Now, many may not think that this is a problem, but it is and can be a real problem. Matter of fact, at our service on last night, we was praying for one of our brothers that was dealing with some things, and I came against uh, that frustration and confusion, and we're going to kind of explain how it worked and whatnot later on. And those spirits began to just cry out and holler and scream as they were coming out. Well, I had intended to get some deliverance myself, but as we were coming down to the end of it. The Lord sovereignly just began to move in my life and also began to bring up some of the uh, uh, problems that had been caused in my life over the years. If you one that has uh, come to that place where you are determined to follow Jesus and stand up and do the thing that the Lord wants you to do and honor him in truth. Now, I'm not talking about the false stuff, uh, all the garbage and whatnot, but I'm talking about serving and following him. You probably has come into contact with this error. Frustration means to thrust or to pose, to, to oppose and defeat. This enemy has a plan to frustrate and confuse God's people. And again, it is to, it is defined as to thrust, to oppose and defeat, to destroy. His intention is to destroy the hope uh, uh, of the inspiration to uh, win victory over God's children. Uh, frustration also means, uh, defined as a state of insecurity. The enemy wants us to feel insecure. Uh, dissatisfaction arise from uneasiness, problems, a need. Also, it means to uh, keep from doing. These are some of the things that the enemy wants in our life, and he does it through frustration. It keeps us from doing the thing that we may intend or that the Lord want us to do. 
to be against, to uh, be in the way, to fight, to struggle against, to try to hinder, to resist, to oppose, to advance, to oppose an advancing army. When you decide you're going to uh, 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 get in the ministry of the living and fight and get God's people free, you're going to recognize that you're going to have a fight. Uh, Pastor Willie used to say all the time as he was ministering, even even well-meaning believers would turn and attack you sometime as though you had left the face and a rubber bait when you are exactly where the Lord wants you. It means to struggle against, to try to hinder, to resist, opposing, uh, uh, opposing, advancing army to set up against, to defeat over, uh, to gain victory over, uh, to make useless. To the enemy won't use uh, a useless to undo what has been done, uh, to oppose, to defeat, to stand against. In the last days, the word of God tells us in Second Timothy chapter three, verse eight, as James and James withstood Moses, so do these resist the truth. Uh, be in opposition to the truth. Now, people may mean well. Some may be in a backsliding condition. Some may not even belong to the Lord. But there are individuals that enter you to uh, be in opposition to the truth, to uh, uh, cause defeat when it's come down to the truth. Men of corrupt mind, other words, reprobated mind, other words, the mind has deteriorated. And if we would uh, go into sin and would not honor the Lord and repent of sin, our mind would begin to begin to deteriorate. That mind is corrupt. Other words, a, a to con, uh, uh, that reprobate mean to condemn strongly as unworthy, unacceptable, or evil, or reject. So those that are uh, uh, reprobate are those that stand up and resist the truth. Many times has reprobated spirit in them, and they are there to bring defeat. Uh, they are in opposition, and this is something that we need to be aware of it and know the problem and the problem that it can cause so that we can stand up against the evil. Now, not the individuals, but the wicked spirit that may use them. For the word of God said, we are not rational against flesh and blood, but against principalities, power, throne, dominion, and every name that is named. Uh, 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 all the wicked spirits. We're not rational against flesh and blood, rather. Uh, in Second Timothy th chapter 3 and 1, he said, This you know that in the last days, Perilous times shall come, other words, dangerous times. Uh, 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 time that we will have a chance of being harmed or put in danger. For men will be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers. And that's one of the things I want you to remember. Uh, the enemy will use those that will false accuse you, charge you of doing wrong, or charge those that are following Jesus Christ, or those that are determined to honor him, surrender to him, and fight fight in the battle and minister and get ministering, 
Uh, there will be false accusation. The enemy used this to cause frustration and confusion. Uh, 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 the charge of wrongdoing. When you begin to uh, be charged of wrongdoing, don't just throw it off. You ask the Father to cover you with the blood of Jesus Christ, and you put on the arm of God and stand against all of the fiery dots of the wicked. Uh, in in content. And in content, of the word, lack of self-restraint. Uh, this enemy will use individuals that have a less of self-restraint, unable to retain, it means, in content, being, not being under control. These are some of the attributes that you'll find. Fear, a hostile, uh, aggressive in, 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 in temperament. You, when you look, uh, uh, also you will see uh, mark, they're marked by uh, 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 unrestrained zeal. They are not able to restrain their zeal. They are zealous after it. When you find that these uh, spirits begin to manifest in individuals, they without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, and content fears, uh, that hostile, that aggressive anger, temper, uh, also uh, unrestrained zeal. They are very zealous uh, in what they are trying to do. Many times you will see they are seen like they are more more zealous than those that even are called and those that are, are, are directed and led by the Lord. Traitors, headed, high-minded, level of pleasure more than God. And that was a problem that that um, uh, was taking place in the book of Haggai when the uh, believers uh, uh, there was more concerned about that natural thing than the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe they were frustrated and also confusion with that work in the midst of them. The Bible says, have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Verse 5. Verse 6, he said, for these, for of this salt, are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sin, led away with divers love, ever learning and never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Listen at this next verse, 8. Now, as James and James withstood Moses, so do these, they resist the truth. Men of corrupt mind, reprobated concerning the faith. Again, uh, there are individuals that the enemy use, they resist truth. And one of the things, as I mentioned in verse 3, they are false accusers. Don't underestimate this enemy. Don't think that he is humbling. Don't just brush it off. Go to the Lord and cry out to the Lord when these things begin to happen to protect, help, lead, guide, and minister and fight against the enemy, not the individuals, but the enemy that I am. Uh, when building God's house, Ezra chapter 4 and verse 4, the Bible said, the people of the land weakened the hand of the people of Judah and troubled them in building. Now, he said when they was building God's house, uh, uh, they, they troubled. They, they weakened, the, weakened the hand of the people and troubled them in building. This is what the enemy want to do in every one of our lives. 
in verse 1 there, he talks about the adversary tried to really, I'm just paraphrasing, it was the adversary that tried to discourage them. Uh, one who actively opposed, that is a definition of a adversary, one that actively opposed. Now, they troubled them in building, that verse says, uh, four, verse 4 says, they did all they could to divert them or uh, to discourage them. These are some of the things that are going to happen when you begin to follow Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and get in battle and follow the ministry of Jesus Christ, the full gospel, salvation, healing, and deliverance. Trouble means that which causes concern, distress. Uh, to cause concern or distress, affliction, and suffering. Concern means anxiety, painful, un, uneasiness. Now, I hope that you begin to understand how that uh, this enemy worked and the problem that he caused. Now, when I am uh, dealing with anxiety, you know that that can be troubled time. Painfulness, when I'm hurting and painfulness, and I don't go to the Lord and get that healing that I need, I can be like David, want to run away and live in the wilderness. Uneasiness. When I'm uneasy, I'm not at my best. Fear and concern. These are some of the things that this enemy want to cause. Also, in verse 5 of chapter 4 of Ezra, he had counsel against them to flusterate their purpose. See, what is that? He said to flusterate their purpose. That word flusterate mean to bring to nothing. This enemy has a clever plan, and he's hoping that we don't understand and we don't recognize what he's doing, uh, but he wants to, want to flusterate their purpose, to bring them to nothing. Their purpose, flusterate their purpose. All the days of King uh, of Cyrus, the king of Persia, even unto the reign of Dara, the king of Persia, in other words, he was able to frustrate them. Some say that uh, uh, he delayed them in their building maybe 15 to 16 years. I hope that you can begin to understand why this enemy needs to be exposed, and we need to be able to deal with them. Today, as I was talking to one of our sisters, a dear, dear sister, uh, uh, been in the battle for a long time and been getting freedom for a long time, but... Uh, some years ago before she came to our fellowship, there was people that accused her of uh, a lot of things that was false and whatnot, and it set her back and also even on a job. And she told me, says it took almost 14 or 15 years for her to really work and, 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 and for the individuals that was over them to really see who she was and that she was capable of doing what she uh, uh, was supposed to be doing, it took almost 15 years to advance. Anything that can stop us or hold us back for that long, we need to take notice and be on guard and be aware of these things. Uh, this enemy wants us to be concerned about other things other than what the Word of God says we're to be concerned about, like Matthew 6, 33, says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All the other things will be, be, uh, be taken care of. 
But this enemy wants us to be concerned about other things. Also, Ezra chapter 4 and verse 6, the range of, uh, uh, and the range of Asachon, in the beginning of his reign, wrote they unto him an accusation against the inhabitation of Judah and Jerusalem. Now, he uh, was making accusation. That word accusation is the same pretty much as uh, uh, false accusers. They made accusations. When the enemy used anybody to make false accusation against you, make sure that you got on the arm of God and a steadfast and keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ and go to him for, for protection because if not, if you allow the enemy to attack you and you are not where you need to be, it can cause many problems in our life. And sometimes even when you are where you need to be, this enemy still can cause problems in our life. Uh, one of the source of or accusation, as I said, it just means a charge of wrongdoing. Now, one of the chapters the Word of God says that we will find some of this at uh, 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 in the book of Revelation, chapter 12 and 10. He talks about the accuser of the brothers, Satan accuser of the brothers. Uh, he accused them day and night. And this enemy that accused them day and night, brother and sister, this is a deadly enemy. It was worth uh, the Lord uh, uh, talking about him in Revelation 12 and verse 10. He talked about he heard a voice saying in heaven, now is salvation come and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of, of his Christ. For the accuser of the brother is cast out, which accused them before our God day and night. This enemy don't stop accusing God's people. In that this enemy don't stop accusing God's people, and he are able to cause problems as he does, we need to put on the arm of God, as I said. We need to uh, be under the shadow of the Almighty. We need to be in our places so that he will not be able to hold us back and defeat. One of the sources of uh, another source of uh, of these accusations will come from the false prophets. Uh, in the book of Second Peter, chapter two, are uh, individuals that may have even attributes of false prophets. Sometimes individuals that belong to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and has backslidden and gotten into real trouble. Many times they will turn around and attack those that are led by the Holy Spirit, led by uh, uh, the Holy Spirit and are on target with the word of God, will attack them as though they are unbelievers and has left the faith. I was told by someone once, an individual that was upset with me about something, and uh, uh, they said that they told him that I, I was a, uh, what is a, uh, infidel. <laughs> Now, I don't know where they get that from, but whatever they feel, I want to honor and serve the Lord with every fiber in me, and I've been honoring the Lord and trying to serve him and preach the gospel for many years, and I want to do it until I leave here. Uh, in the book of Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 10, he said, But chief of them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness, despised government, presumption are they. The individual that you're talking about, they are spirits of self-will there, 
we don't have time to talk about spirits of self-will, but I tell you, anybody that allows self-will to get the upper hand in their life, they are headed for some real, real trouble. They're going to get themselves into real trouble. In other words, they, uh, they despise government. In other words, individuals don't want to surrender to any type of authority. Now, I know that pastors and others got to be free uh, as free to, to uh, minister in the ministry, in the churches that they are in, but when any individual gets to the place where they are not willing to listen at any other ministering teaching or whatever, now I'm talking not talking about the false stuff or whatever that feels that he's he got it all or can't uh, be told anything, that is a real problem. Look at it. I believe that is a description. They are, uh, they are self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignity. Other words, uh, 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 when you look here, they are not afraid, as the Bible says, to speak evil of dignity. You'll find that these individuals are just bold slanderers. They become bold, and they are slanderous. Uh, speak evil of dignity, uh, 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 worthlessness, that's really what it is, uh, Whereas the angel, which are great in power and might, bring not a railing accusation before the, before the Lord. Even the Bible said Micah didn't get into argument. He didn't get into railing accusation. But he came against them in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In other words, railing, they are complaining. They just always complain. Also, uh, it is a description of grossness. In other words, Daniel 4, 16, uh, when they got lifted up in pride, there was a beast heart in them. Individuals that many times go full for, especially those that don't know Jesus, they have uh, 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 gotten so far or so far in darkness that their heart are chained into one like a beast. Also, you'll find... Uh, uh, Pastor Scripture, just jot them down. We won't go there. Matthew 13, 15, where the heart becomes gross, one cannot hear, one cannot understand, one cannot receive. Titus also talks about, uh, uh, I give the little description of those that we were run into or those that we will have to deal with it. Please, uh, uh, search the scriptures concerning this. Uh, the word of God says, search the scriptures, uh, 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 be like those Berean believers. They received the word with all readiness of heart, but they went away and searched it out to see whether they were so. Uh, Titus 2, uh, Titus 1, rather, in uh, verse 10, he said, For there are many unruly. They are unruly, cannot be ruled, and vain deceivers, especially they of the circumcision, whose mouth must be stopped, who subvert the whole house, the teaching thing, that they ought not to fulfill the Lucas sect. Uh, 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 that is a description, description also of the gross. The Jew, verse 10 also, we won't go there. Also, evil speech. David talks about that evil speech as he was talking about the contention that, that was about to wreck his life until he cast those cares on the Lord over in Psalm 55. Those, those are... 
uh, a false brethren that he didn't see of that he was a brethren, rather that he walked and went to fellowship with, the one that he didn't feel that he needed to hide himself from. He, he, he felt that they were, you know, as any of us would feel, if we are in walking to fellowship with someone, we don't feel that they're going to hurt us, but that was a real problem. In verse 21, he said, the words of their mouth were smoother than oil, but woe was in their heart. His word was softer than oil, but, but uh, uh, yet they was drawn smooth. So this enemy, brothers and sisters, he will hurt you. He will do everything he can to bring disaster and destruction in your life. Uh, even when the, when the words are smooth, he said, woe is right there in the heart. And, 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 and he's a description of this false prophet, of these false prophets. Proverbs 24 and verse 2. He, for that, he said, for the heart uh, uh, studies destruction, and their lips speaks of mystery. In words, they are there to injure. When these accusations are coming, they are there to injure and to damage. Now, I'm not just talking about individuals that maybe make a mistake and say something to any of you, but, I mean, these are real problems. We've got to be careful even with them. Uh, 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 all through the word of God, we can see that this destruction, this corruption is a real problem. Now, uh, in Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 12, he says, These are natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed. They speak evil of the things that they understand not and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. In other words, evil speaks and, 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 and corruption is that. And, and, and uh, verse 13, and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they counted, counted pleasure to rout in daytime spots of they are blemished, folding themselves uh, with their own deceiver while they feast. They're able to come right in in the middle of the believers, and, 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 and they're hypocrites and all that, but he said they come right in where you feast. He says another description, eyes full of adultery and cannot cease from sin, beguiling their unstable soul, heart they have exercised with covetous, they are covetous, practice their culture, their lifestyle, and everything they're saying and doing is just show that they are under curse, that there is a curse shielding. Uh, uh, what they look for, they look for those to entice those that are unstable. You look at the individuals that, that follow these individuals, most of all, for the most part, they entice those that are unstable, the new, the unstable souls, uh, uh, which forsaken the right way and gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Borah, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. Now, Balaam was that prophet. That uh, he said at first, I'm not going in it anywhere. I can't do nothing unless the Lord says. But he thought about it and went on down there and tried to, was going to try to curse the children of God. Uh, 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 verse 16, he said, was, but he was rebuked, rebuked for his iniquity, the dumb ass speaking uh, with, with man voice for bad the madness of the prophet. What had happened here, as he went down to try to curse God's people, and they did teach the king there how to curse them, but 
uh, 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 he couldn't do it himself. But what happened here, as you look at what happened here, this man had got so misdirected until even the muse starts speaking, the ass starts speaking, and this man still didn't get it. See, that, that, that's the problem. You just can't get individual specialists that don't belong to Jesus. And many times, believers that have went so far until they repent, they just won't get it. Even if the muse speak to them, they just won't get it. Now, they are accusers. They bring accusation. Also, you will find the same thing, uh, this accuser, uh, uh, this accusation came against Job, and the problem came. The Bible talks about he accused Job just for serving the Lord because of the blessing. In Job 1, 6 through 12, we won't go there. He accused Job that if uh, accused Job before the Lord and said that if you take the blessing, the protection, the hedges wave around him, he will curse you to his face. Another instance, we find this accusation in John chapter 8, verse 4 through 11. Here was this little woman uh, uh, that was caught in adultery, and she was just as wrong as she could be. But the individuals that were accusing her, they were also hypocrites. They, they, they uh, really was uh, the word of God say that they were accusing her and brought her before Jesus, in other words, to try to accuse, find something to accuse Jesus. They even tried to accuse Jesus, but the word of God said Jesus didn't do anything but just stooped down as though he did not hear them. And, and John 8, 4 through 11, as he did not hear them, and he just began to write on the ground, and uh, uh, their conscience uh, 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 was, was guilty, and, and, and they just went away one by one. You know, you that without sin, you know, you cast the first stone. So they was accusing this woman, and also their intent was to accuse our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This enemy will try to set you up, try to get get you to agree with things or say things, to try to set you up. Now, these things can be false. I've seen individuals that tried to set me up over the years, and I'm sure if you follow the Lord, the individual has tried to uh, uh, bring things before you to trick you, to get you to say things so that they could bring accusation. Also, another situation you find here is Joseph. In Genesis chapter 39, verse 10 through 21, Joseph had been sold into slavery, and he had been there. The Lord exalted him as he was following the Lord. He had no intention of, 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 of falling into bondage and allowing himself to fall into all kinds of bondage. The word of God said the uh, uh, king's wife pressed him daily, uh, trying to get him to lay with her, and when, she, when he wouldn't, he, she finally grabbed him by the jacket, and he ran out of his jacket because he didn't want to offend his Lord. Well, she turned around and began to falsely accuse. I hope you can begin to see uh, the problem that it can cause. She accused him of trying to lay with her and rape her and whatnot, and the king took Joseph and put him in prison, demoted him and put him in prison. It caused him a lot of time. Now, the Lord used this time as Joseph stood and followed the Lord and exalted him and brought him up out of that, but I hope you can begin to see the problem that can be caused because of false accusation. David, in Second Samuel chapter 10, verse 3 through 5, slanderous, 
Hammond, uh, uh, Han, I think it's Hanlon's son, uh, 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 was in range at that time. But Hanlon had died, and and uh, and uh, David sent letters to comfort him and uh, let him know that he had his uh, condolences, the other word, and was sympathizing with him at his death. And others began to uh, uh, accuse David of not really uh, coming to you know, to uh, uh, comfort them, but to really spy out the land and really cause them probably to take the land. Well, Ammon's uh, uh, son listened at those lies and got misdirected. He uh, ridiculed David's servant, cut off their beard, and cut off their garment to the buttocks, I believe the Bible said, and, 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 and they was greatly ashamed and caused, caused some problems in the midst of this relationship. So accusation can cause many problems. Also in the book of Jeremiah, uh, chapter 26, 8 through 11, after Jeremiah had preached the word of God and preached exactly what the Lord had commanded him, they, the uh, uh, priests and the people there, they rose up and they falsely accused him. They said he must die because he had, uh, uh, took it on himself to prophesy, and they accused him of not prophesying in the right manner, uh, uh, and they arrested him. See, there are many problems. This enemy, brothers and sisters, he is not there uh, just to cause accusation. He is there to cause many problems. Now, maybe right now in our country, in our nation, individuals are not able to put God people in jail in a natural sense, but they intend to put you, those demons intend to put one in jail from a spiritual standpoint. Those priests, the prophets, called all the people together, they said, in, in Jeremiah chapter 26 and 8, and, and they called all of them together and, and took them saying, Thou shalt surely die. In other words, they wanted to kill him. They wanted to kill this man. Uh, uh, they arrested him. Also, in the book of Acts, these are all scriptures that God's people, as they were serving the Lord and honoring him, they brought false accusations and the problem that has followed those accusations just come right out of demonic frustration and confusion. That's what they were trying to do. They were trying to stop, defeat them, to keep them down, to be against to uh, be in the way, to fight, to struggle against, to try to hinder, to resist, oppose their advancing armor. They don't want you to advance in God's armor, to set up against. All through the scripture, this happened when Moses went down to Egypt. The same thing happened. They tried to cause confusion. They tried to stop him for many years, not really knowing and didn't have many to help many times, uh, uh, as a young man going it alone with the Lord and the word of God, really not recognize what was happening, I was hit with this many, many times for many, many years, over the years. Sometimes seemed like it didn't stop. And I'm trying to gain victory. Thank God that he kept me going and, and, and strengthened me and kept me going, but these are real problems. They try to stop the hope. They don't want the hope, uh, 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 inspiration in their life. They want to gain victory, uh, uh, want you insecure, dissatisfied, uh, uneasy, 
problems, about problems and needs. Also, as I mentioned in the book of Acts, Stevenson, Acts chapter 6, Stevenson, this man that the Lord had ministered in his life, and the Bible said this was a man that was full of faith, power, and great wonders was done among the people. When the Lord then began to use you in ministry, deliverance, and miracles, and that word miracle, according to chapter 8, those were demons coming out, I believe. Demons coming out because he said they cried out with loud voice, and he'd done those miracles, and they heard and seen the miracles that he was doing. So that was deliverance ministry, I believe. Uh, uh, in chapter 6, and uh, 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 verse, verse 10, he said, but when they was not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake, and I've seen this happen over and over, when the enemy got individuals that are making accusation, and when they cannot resist, they just get mad, get angry, many times try to curse God's people and bring many problems. He said, when they subordinate, and they subordinate men, other words, men seduced to give a false testimony. See, when you're dealing with these type of individuals that have uh, 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 stooped to this point of uh, uh, bound by these spirits, they can be induced to give false testimony, make subject uh, to depend on. What happens many times when you got these type individuals, if they are in false ministries or, or get caught up in the wrong thing, even in churches, what happens many times, individuals, that are dependent on those leaders, I feel that they can't make it without those leaders, are dependent on uh, them instead of dependent on the Lord, uh, this is what can happen. They will tell lies and they will give false testimony just to get honor or get praise from those individuals because they are made subject uh, to depend on those individuals. So uh, they blaspheme. Uh, uh, they said, verse 11, that supporting men which said, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. They lied. They, they made false accusations. They charged him of doing wrong when there was nothing that he was doing according to God's word that was wrong. And they stood up the people. Many times when there's accusation, false accusation, our individuals are charged with a wrongdoing, this is what they do. Every chance they get, you will find that they get people stirred up to go against, to affect strongly, to execute. Now, uh, there are times when leaders may have to set things straight for soul sex so that people will uh, uh, uh not be uh, affected by certain things, but it's not leaders' job. Godly leaders don't try to get people all stood up or excited like this. They are just trying to uh, point out truth, but the enemy is doing everything through false accusation and lies and whatnot against even godly individuals, even trying to do it against our Lord and Savior himself to get people stood up, and the word of God said, and the elders and the spies came upon him, and they caught him and brought him before the council. In other words, they was intolerant. 
They were purgers. Uh, uh, they didn't care, you know. Uh, uh, they did harm. They were there to do injury. They were slanderous. They spread false reports about a person's false statement. Uh, uh, they meant to harm. They spread it false report. These are some of the things that, that false accusers would do, uh, those that make a false accusation. The Bible says in 13, they set up false witness, which said, this man ceased not to blaspheme the word against this holy place and against the law. They accused him of something that he had nothing to do with. So we heard him say, that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the custom which Moses delivered to us. And all that sit in council look steadfast on, his, on him and saw his face as it was a face of an angel. But still yet, that didn't stop him. Paul also, Paul in the book of Acts chapter 16, as he was dealing with uh, 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 little girl there that had a familiar spirit when the Lord was beginning to do a work in that area, in Tyra. The Bible says that uh, 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 in verse 16, and it came to pass, as we went to pray, a certain dangerous, supposed to, uh, possessed, I'm sorry, with a spirit of divination, meta, which brought the master much gain by soothsaying. In other words, unjust gain, divination was at the front, and there was an evil spirit, and there was wrapped up with gain, getting the money, in other words. The same followed Paul and us and, and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us the way of salvation. In other words, they tried to, uh, 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 tried to dis this, this wicked demon tried to disguise himself. And this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and she came out that same hour. Now, sometimes you'll find people that don't understand I have many, but over the years I'm thinking about one individual came and wanted ministry, but didn't get all the ministry that they needed or wanted or whatever, and they uh, walked away and began to say, well, Jesus didn't take all that. Jesus told them one time to get them out. Well, Jesus got those demons out much faster than we are. We are able to get them out, but Jesus is the son of God. Paul and, 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 and his followers here, the Bible says that they came out, they came out the same hour. Now, if it took them the, the big part of an hour or half an hour or whatever, Paul and, 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 and Silas and all of them are over, or some are under an hour, just under an hour to get them out. I don't have any problem if it takes two, even a day, if I can get them out of God's people and they can get free. We do the best we can. We're going on to perfection. And the word of God said, and when our master saw that the hope of that gain was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew him into the marketplaces unto the rulers. And, and they brought them to the magistrate, saying, these men, these men being Jews, do exceedingly trouble the city. In other words, they brought up racism. That's after what he said. They, 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 they are Jews, and they trouble the city. In other words, Jews is right, bad people, in other words, in that fight. And, and they, they, uh, 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 
They are a troubling city. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive. Neither to observe being Romans. And the multitude rose up and, and, and rose up together against them, and against them, and the majesty rent off their clothes and command them to be beat. Because of these false accusations, the enemy called these godly men that were doing exactly what they should have been doing, honoring the Lord Jesus Christ, honoring him, doing what Jesus told them to do, going to the world and preaching the gospel to every creature, and those that believe and the baptized shall be saved, and those that believe not will be damned, and these signs follow them that believe, and my name cast out, they cast out devils, they speak with new tongues, they lay hands on the sick. Jesus told them in the, in the, uh, in the uh, uh, Great Commission, over in the book of Acts, I believe 28, he said, go over there, go and preach the, preach the gospel, come and preach the, go and go into the uh, world and make disciples unto all nations, baptizing the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and teaching them to observe all the things that I say. In other words, take a close look at everything I told you to look at. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them in prison, charging them to be, be kept safely, and, had, and who has received a charge, they thrust them into inner prison and made their feet to fasten and stop. See, these enemies were able to uh, cause God's people to be put in prison because of these false accusations. But thank God that uh, Paul and Silas were praying as the word of God said, and the and, and you know the word of God said that the earthquake and, and the prison was open, and those individuals thought that they had escaped. They cried out, what must I do to be saved? And he tells them uh, uh, in, 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 in verse 32, and, and he said, uh, uh, and they spake unto him the word of, wait a minute, I'm getting a on verse 31. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in that house. Thank God that victory come out of those instances. Even in Joseph's instance, he was he was exalted back up. Another one is in Acts chapter twenty one. They began to make accusations against Paul and against Silas, and and when they was following the Lord as they preached the gospel, the will of God, and the people began to repent, and they took all their cut books and all the cures off and all that stuff that they had, and they burned them. But the result, they beat them, and they put them in, was, was beating them and wanted to put them in jail again. False accusation can, will, and do cause many problems for God's people. We need to be aware of these things. We need to look at God's words and see what it says. The word of God is, 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 is true, the Bible says, from the beginning to the end, and all of his righteous judgment endure forever. Also, when the Lord began to restore or bring restoration to the church, as he had promised in Zechariah chapter 3 and 1, what God says, he showed me Joshua and the high priest standing before, before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. Satan and his demons, and many times he used an individual to resist uh, when the Lord is doing a work. You that are seeking deliverance have started to begin to fight or whatever, the enemy is going to do everything he can to resist, to weaken your hand, to oppose, stop. Also, he used, he used it to try to pervert or stop people from coming to the Lord. 
In Acts 13, 6, the Bible talks about when they're going through the Isle of Patton, they found a certain sorcerer. Now, uh, this word sorcerer means one supposed to have supernatural power. Brothers and sisters, the Lord do manifest his power in and upon our life, but we have to be careful because all power do not come from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We need to make sure that the power that are working is lined up with Scripture. A person who practiced sorcery, a wizard. Now, this individual was a false prophet, the Bible says. Uh, uh, one of the scriptures that talks about the sorcery and the false prophet uh, in Acts there, as Philip began to preach there when he had uh, tried to buy the gift of God, the Bible says that this this false prophet by Jesus, he uh, had bewitched the people for a long time, and he was given out that he was some great one. You will find that so the emphasis will be on the man and not on the Lord Jesus Christ. He will be lifted up in pride, and he's constantly lifting himself up. And many are not able to recognize it, but when one eye come open, if you listen at that message, the bison is really there in his life, and he behold all high man, he is constantly and cleverly lifting himself up, and he uh, uh, got himself hung out there as some great one, maybe some great prophet or the Lord has used me, or the Lord has done this, or I prophesied this, and it came to pass, or all kinds of different things. Many times demons are there to try to make things uh, uh, come to pass. He was a Jew made, named by Jesus. Verse 13 in Acts, uh, I mean, chapter 13, verse 7 in Acts, which, uh, the Bible said, uh, which were with the devil of the country, said Paul, a prudent man, who called for Barnabas and saw desiring to hear the word of God. When those come to try to hear the word of God and have a desire to hear the word, his element of the sorcerer, for, his, for so-called is his name by interpreter, withstood them seeking to turn away the divinity from the faith. These wicked spirits were working individuals, false prophets, and those that would allow them to work to turn those away from the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, verse 10 in chapter 13, he says, O full of, and he said, O full of all sorts. In other words, this uh, uh, means he is crafty, he's cunning, he's deceitful. And all mischief, mystery, uh, in other words, he's he, he, uh, doing everything he can to, to injure, to damage, to uh, cause cause of harm, evil, to uh, irritate. These are some of the things, mischief, the child of the devil, enemy of righteousness, of all righteousness, who would not cease to pervert the right way of the Lord. In other words, he will not cease. In other words, call, he's doing everything he can to cause to turn aside uh, uh, from, the, from what is right or good or true, morally right. Other words, he's there to misdirect or to corrupt. This is some of the things that this enemy is doing, I want to do in our life. The word of God tells us in First Corinthians chapter 16 and 9, I like to share the word of God because the word of God would do what nothing else can do. The Bible said the word of God work effective in the believer. The word is a light lamp. The word of God would do what nothing else can do, I believe. 
We need the word of God as a good foundation. The Bible says, those that continue in my word, then they are my disciples. Indeed, they will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Second, I mean, First Corinthians 16 and 9, Paul here, he says, For a great door of affection is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. Adversaries, again, they are accusers. This enemy is there to oppose, to accuse, to stop to actively oppose, to cause frustration, confusion. Also, in the book of 2 Timothy 4, verse 14, they are there to withstand God's word. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil, brought much distress. The Lord rewarded him according to his word. Looking at verse 15, of whom be thou are also for he has greatly withstood our word. Oh, Lord, does, does anyone use individuals to not just withstand, but greatly withstand the word? In other words, resist the effects of. This enemy want to resist every effective individual in the word, the effect of the word. He said, my first answer, no man stood with me. There was nobody. Cause of the problem, the thing that the pressure that the enemy was putting on, this man didn't have anybody to stand with him. I believe that this was some of the effect of the accusations and the pressure, the threats, the beating, the jail, and whatnot. Uh, uh, but anyway, regardless of whatever was going on here, he said, my first answer, nobody was with me. All men forsook me. I believe that this enemy is doing this to try to stop. I believe many had been stopped in this area at this particular point. Everybody hadn't turned back, but at this place, in this particular time, there was nobody. Uh, can you imagine all the people that the Apostle Paul that had called and ministered to, that there was nobody there, there was no human support? This is what the enemy wanted in our life. He wanted to stop everybody that would stand with us at times to fight and to, to uphold and to minister uh, that he said, I pray, I pray God that it might not be laid to that child. Listen at this next verse. Notwithstanding, the Lord would stick with me and strengthen me. We need the Lord to strengthen us, that the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear, that all those that need to hear the word of God will hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of, 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 of lions. He described them that was making false accusations and causing many problems. They was like lions. And he tells us here, listen at this next verse. The Lord delivered him in verse 17, but verse 18, he said, and the Lord shall deliver him. Brothers and sisters, whether you know it or not, or whether you believe it or not, we need deliverance when we have encounters with these things. We're not careful. Now, if the Apostle Paul needed deliverance, this man that the Lord used to write about all these mysteries that we are now reading about the blessings that we have been enjoying for years and, 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 and studying through the scriptures about. If this man needed deliverance, I mean, who are we? The Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and preserve me unto the heavenly kingdom, whom be glory forever. Our Lord and our Savior will get glory for this. Also in Acts 19, verse 10, and this continued about the space of two years so that all that dwelt in Asia heard the word of our Lord Jesus Christ, both Jew and Greek. He didn't stop, and he was not able to stop. But unfortunately, there are many that's been stopped 
a hindered or slowed down. Acts 19.18, many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them which used curious art brought their books together and burned them before all. And the men counted a piece of silver and found them as 50,000 pieces of silver. So mighty grew the word of God and prevailed. And listen at this verse 23. In the same time, there rose no small stir about that way. In other words, to arouse actively, agurgitate. Uh, uh, they, they did everything they could to bring problems, uh, uh, including false accusations. You name it, they would do it. And the, and the whole city was filled with confusion. Again, we see that problem of frustration and confusion just go together. The whole city was filled with confusion. They were bewildered. They were disturbed, uh, stirred up in an uproar. This is what the enemy wants in our life. This is what he's using in the lives of the individuals that are making accusations. And this is also what he wants called in those lives that are following Jesus. Thank God that Paul and those that were following him didn't get caught in this era. The enemy was not able to carry out his plan, but he tried. Verse 32, therefore cried one one thing and some another. They was crying, they was charging him on one thing, they was crying out one thing or another. These are some of the things that you will find. The, the assembly was confused. They was mixed up. And the moral part, no, and for, uh, for the moral part, they know not what even they came together for. They didn't even know what the thing was all about. This is really what happened when they really get to the bottom line, the people that have got stood up, mixed up, they got on the wrong side and didn't even know what they were about. Many are stood up and don't really know and understand what they are stood about. Many are fighting and stood up against the living, but don't even know. They haven't searched the scripture. They haven't listened. They don't know what they're, but they're not to oppose, to feed. The enemy wants to frustrate, to thrust, to oppose, to defeat, to destroy to nullify. He don't want you to be able to do nothing. David is another example. Second, Second Samuel 15, 30. David went up by the ancient of Mount Oliver, and he wept as he went. And his head and, and, and went up, and his head uh, had his head in his head covered, and he went barefooted. And the people that were with him covered every man his head, and they wept as they weeping. As they, they went. Now, this man here was a strong man. He was a man after God's heart. He had some problem in his life. But if you knew anything about David, men that was trying to stop him from standing up against the Philistine and all the problems, the accusation that he made, they made then, he, he just passed that by. But in this instant here, when they was making accusation and trying to overthrow him, brother, sister, it got to him. And the Bible talks about he was barefeeted and he was headed away and they was trying to find cover and they covered their head, in other words, and they went away crying, weeping as they went up. These are some of the effects of how this thing can affect even godly individuals. Also, another one, what we should be crying out that the Lord frustrate this enemy. Not the individuals now, but the enemy that are the demons, the enemies that are in there that are causing these problems. Isaiah forty four twenty four. 
He says, that said the Lord. We need to be praying. That said the Lord of thy Redeemer. Well, our Redeemer, the one that paid for us that are born again, the Bible said our Redeemer is mighty. We have a mighty Redeemer, can take care of us. There's no reason to fear. There's no reason to, to take down. We just need to understand and learn about this enemy and not let him get advantage. And he that formed thee from the womb, I am the Lord that maketh all things, and stretched out the heaven alone, and spread it abroad the earth by myself. The earth that you see, all that our God is the one that's in control. Look at this verse 25. That frustrate the token of life. That he able to frustrate and make diviners mad and turn upside and backward and make their knowledge foolish. This is the power of our Redeemer, the one that redeemed us. They confirm, uh, that confirmeth the word of his servant. He confirmed the word and performeth the counsel, uh, and, 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 and performeth the counsel of the messenger that, that says, to Jerusalem, thou shalt be inhabited by the city of Judah, ye shall be built, and I will rise up the decay place. In other words, he'll restore, bring restoration. Also, he used these accusations and these things, the frustration and confusion, to keep from doing, if you mention, if you know I mentioned. Uh, it also worked through the flesh, the calm mind. We talked a little bit about that a few weeks ago the common mind, which is enemy against God and whatnot. But in the book of Galatians 5, 17, he said the works of the flesh, the, the, uh, the, 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 I'm sorry, the, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, these two are contrary one to the other so that you cannot do the thing that you would. He's, he's playing on the flesh. He's working after uh, trying to uh, play on the flesh so that you would not be able to do the thing that you would do. Oppose, unreal again, to be against, be, be against, to be in the way, to struggle again, to try to hinder, to resist, to fight, to oppose, to uh, uh, stop an advancing army, to set up against, to defeat, to overcome, to gain victory. You might not understand this, but these are the things that the enemy is trying to do. The individuals that are, are, are doing them many times are deceived and they don't really understand what they are being doing. They're trying to do the enemy. is just using them many times, but this is what they are trying to do. The enemy is trying to do. In Galatians 2, verse 21, Paul, as he was dealing with the Judaizers, that they were trying to bring in uh, uh, another gospel and bring in the law and whatnot. Listen at what he says. He began to teach and instruct them, he said, we, for, for I do not frustrate. I don't frustrate the grace of God. In other words, he'll let them know, I don't puff. I don't try to depose. I don't keep uh, the, uh, the grace of God from doing or uh, whatever. Uh, I'm not fighting against. I'm not trying to oppose. I'm not trying to stop the grace of God. You know why the enemy wants to stop the grace of God in the middle of the church? First of all, if the grace of God is not in it, there are many blessings that we will not receive. Paul talks about, I'm who I am because of the grace of God. He was saved because of the grace of God. If we allow this enemy to frustrate the grace of God in the midst of our life and in the midst of the church, he will stop it. He already told. He, he, he wanted frustrated. Uh, uh, he said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. 
But if righteousness came by the law, then Christ died in vain. In other words, you're saying, if, if, if I go back to the law, then I frustrate, I hinder. This is what the enemy is doing. I frustrate, I oppose, I, I uh, 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 I'm against uh, uh, the, 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 the grace of God. And we need the grace of God. Grace, the grace of God really means God's unmerited favor. You will see over and over we need God, the Lord, to just do us a favor. Many times when we fall short and just need blessing, uh, we need a favor. Unmerited favor doesn't mean God's mercy and compassion. It is a description the Bible said grace is the description of God's favor. You'll find that in, in the book of Genesis 6, 8. The Bible said Noah found grace in the sight of the Lord. Now, when things was getting so bad and whatnot, the Lord give grace unto, unto Noah. Also, in the book of uh, uh, Romans 11 and 6, you'll find that it's talking about God's forgiving mercy. Brothers and sisters, we need the grace of God. We need the Lord to forgive us. We need that forgiving mercy. The word of God says uh, in Romans 11 and 6, listen to what he says here. For if by grace, then it is no more works. In other words, grace is no more grace. But if it be of work, then it is no more grace. In other words, other, other word, work is no more work. The enemy want to frustrate it. He want to stop the grace of God. He know if he can stop the grace of God, he know we are in big trouble. The gospel of grace. First John, it is the gospel of grace. The Bible talks about Jesus. When he come, he was full of grace. John 1, 17. First Peter 4, 10 through 11. Uh, it is you, it is you, the speaking the word of God. It is only by the grace of God that we are able to speak. The word of God. Also, the Bible tells us that grace of God is a source of salvation. See, 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 we we need to understand what this enemy is trying to do when he bring up these things. They did everything they could to bring God's people back under the law and cause many problems in their lives. But brothers and sisters, we need to be aware and understand what this enemy is trying to do so that he can be stopped. A source of this grace is salvation, uh, Acts 15. And this enemy wants this to be frustrated. He want to bring it to note. He want to nullify it. He want to stop. Uh, get us to the place where we stop depending on the grace of God and try to do it in ourselves. In other words, when we do it in ourselves, we come on a curse because the Bible says curses be every individual that continue not in the whole law. Acts 15 and 11, look at what he says. He says, but we believe that through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. Salvation come through the grace of God. Galatians one and five. See through this through this grace we are called. God called us through the grace of God. See the enemy don't want. He knows that if we uh, don't accept the grace of God, if the Lord don't do us a real favor, brothers and sisters none of us would be born again. There's none of us able to to work our way into God's heaven or do enough good works. All of our righteousness, the Bible says, a good fit to rag. Now, the fact that what if God said, if God or if the Lord would mark it, nicotine, nobody, well, who would be able to stay? Verse 15 in, in, in Galatians 1, 
but but when it pleased God to separate me from my womb, my mother's womb, and he called me by his grace. He called me by by his unmerited favor. Look at this other one, Acts 18. Now, the enemy want to frustrate all this. He want to nullify. He want to oppose. He want to stop this. This is why this is so important that we understand through the word of God what this enemy want to do. Romans, I mean, Acts 18, and look at verse 27 right quick. We're moving fast because we want to cover these and get them down, and you can maybe listen at them or get a CD later and go through the word of God and such it out and let the word of God begin to liberate you so that you can know that you're on a good, solid foundation and stop those enemies that are trying to stop God's people. Acts 18, 27. He said, and when he was disposed to pass into Achaia, uh, the brethren wrote, exalting the disciples to receive him, and when he would come, hoped them much and had believed through the grace of God. In other words, they believed through the grace of God. Another one here in Romans 3, 24. These things are so important because this enemy want to frustrate this grace. He don't want you dependent on the grace of God. Paul, again, said he was who he was because of the grace of God. It was the grace of God, the Bible said, that caused him to really care for the church that he cared like he cared for. It was the grace of God that caused him to labor more than them all. It was, the, it was the grace of God that caused him to give himself for the church of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Romans 3.24, uh, he says here, uh, uh, being justified free, the other word, declared not guilty by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Powerful, powerful verse of Scripture. Hope it, hope it bless you. Being justified freely by his, other word, declared freely not guilty through through, through grace, through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1 and 7, he talks about forgiveness only comes through the grace of God. If it wasn't for the grace of God, none of us would get forgiven. And I am so thankful that we got the word of God here, which is a lamp and a light, and we can stop this in, and we can do nothing by ourselves, but through the Lord Jesus Christ and the word of God, this enemy can be handled and stopped if we surrender to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1 and verse 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood. In other words, the payment of sin that comes through his blood, for the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. Second Thessalonians, we get consolation. Second Thessalonians 2.16, we get consolation through his grace. We need consolation. We need encouragement. Uh, also, in Romans 5, 15, 20, he talks about that grace. That grace is abundant. In other words, it's more than enough. Second Corinthians 12 and 9, it is sufficient, all sufficient. Ephesians 1, 6, it's glorious. In 1 Peter 1, 10, manifold grace. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5. I don't have time to go through all that because I want to share some other, a few other things with you before we cut off. He talks about the riches of that grace. Also, 1 Timothy 1, 12 through 16. In other words, we do, we do not deserve that grace. Nobody will be able to stand before our God and say, I deserve what I'm getting. It's only because of the grace of God. If we're able to walk in truth, it is because God's grace is upon us. If we're enlightened, 
is because of the grace of God, and we are able to deny ourselves. It is through the grace of God, and we are born again. We can only be born again through God's grace. Also, in 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 First Samuel, here is a, another illustration of the accusation and the problem that is intended to cause. But if we keep our eyes on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we can deal with them and 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 also come out victorious. Now I mentioned this earlier, David had left uh, uh, by his, his dad's instruction to go and see about and take care of some, uh, uh, take his brothers some food when they were, when Goliath was there, the Philistine, 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 they're making accusations against them. And because of those accusations, the army had been stopped. He made accusations about what they, what he was going to do and all the things and whatnot. And listen here, brothers and sisters, this is exactly what had happened. They had been opposed. The army had stopped. They were afraid and whatnot. But in First Samuel chapter 17 and 10, the Philistines said, I defy the army of Israel this day. Give me a man that, give me a man that we may fight together. And when Saul and all Israel heard the words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. In other words, they were made greatly afraid. Verse 24, and all the men of Israel saw him, and they fled from him and were so afraid as this man made these accusations. The word of God said, verse 26, David spake unto the men, stood by him, saying, what should be done to this man that killeth the Philistine and take away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that should defy the honor of the living God? In other words, this is the living God. He's right here at all times. We don't have to be afraid, brothers and sisters. Our Lord will be here in every age when we're standing up for him and his righteousness and his kingdom and whatnot. First Samuel of uh, uh, seventeen verse twenty seven he said, and the people answered him after the same matter, saying, uh, So shall it be done the man that killeth him. And look at what happened, this next verse. The word of God tells us what can happen uh, uh, when these things began to when when, when uh, uh, these accusations listen, the enemy will use sometimes those that are closest to us to to make accusations to try to hinder and to block. Now, we are not to get bitter as we see David got because many get bitter. The enemy wants to cause one to get angry and bitter at those that are making accusations and whatnot, and they will lose sight and they will be hindered or drawn into strife and contention. You've got to avoid those things. But look at what he says here in verse 28. And Eliab, his oldest brother, heard them speaking on the, on the men of Eliab, and his anger was killing against David. And he said, now when individuals are dealing with anger and wrath, it, it, it's caused many problems. This also is designed to, uh, designed to hinder. His wrath was kindled against David. And he said, why comest down here? Uh, and with whom thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride. He accused uh, the servant of the Lord that was trying to do nothing but stop the enemy that was hurting and trying to destroy the people of God. He said, you're full of pride. That should have hit David if he didn't have his eyes on the Lord. 
should have brought him out. Say, yeah, I know your pride. I know your naughtiness of heart. For thou hast come down here that I might see the battle. Now, this was false. Uh, uh, his dad had uh, had had uh, brought him, and listen, where he had when he had, had, had sent him rather to to come and see about them. Now, as I mentioned, this was also uh, done against Joseph. Joseph's brother, they hated him. And what happened when they hated him? They sold him into slavery. They caused him all kinds of problems. Also, uh, uh, you'll find that in the prodigal son, that that oldest son uh, uh, really, really didn't care uh, for what his younger brother did. He was angry when he came back home. and should have been glad for him. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh the word of God says here, they made false accusations against against him. In other words, also, they, they really were scorning him. And that is another problem we won't get into. In verse 29, David said, what have I done? What have I now done? In other words, this had to have been a problem, I believe, the way he answered his brother. He said, what have I done now? In other words, what have I now done? Is it not a cause? The enemy tried to use even his oldest brother, the one that was closer to him, to try to bring false accusations to him to stop, to flusterate, or get him confused so that he wouldn't go out. Now, I, I, I'm not, I, I, I don't believe that the brother probably intended, I don't guess, to hurt, but I, I don't know the word of God teacher that he was really trying to hurt. That was mischief when, when, when flusteration and all this stuff. And when the word, and, and when the word will come, what word was heard, which with David spake, they rehearsed them before they, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent and he sent for him, and David said unto Saul, Let no man heart fail thee because of him. Thy servant will go and fight against this Philistine. Other words, even when he was trying to stop him, David was still on target. He didn't allow this to flusterate him when it's close to him, brother and sister. It's hurt seemed to be worse when individuals believe me. I know. When individuals are close to you, the enemy used them to try to stop, to try to flusterate, to try to slow down or to hinder or to block or stop. Uh, uh, when individuals may lie, and he rehearsed that matter over and over, the Bible said, for time's sake, uh, uh, verse 17, I mean, in verse 33, Saul said that they were thou not able to go up against the Philistine to fight against him, for thou art but a youth. And, uh, and he's a man of war from his youth. In other words, so you can't take care of this matter. David said, Thy servant kept my father's sheep, a lion and a bear came, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went after him and smote him and delivered him out of the mouth. And when he arose, I caught him by the beard and smote him. In other words, he didn't allow this frustration, false accusation to stop him. And he went on and he talked about how that he was going to be brought down also. Also in the book of ne uh, Nehemiah 4 and, 4 and 8, he said they conspired all together as Nehemiah was there building the walls and, the, and, 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 and bringing restoration to, for God's people. Uh, they, uh, was they were determined to get this done. They came to fight against Jerusalem and hindered it. Uh, verse 9 so nevertheless, we made our prayer to God and said, watchmen against them day and night. That's what we have to do. And Judah said, this said, the, str the strength of the bear of the, the burden is decaying. He was 
they was decaying. They was causing too many problems. There was too many things that they had to do. That's too much rubbish in the way. The enemy want to put too much garbage, want us to make, want us to feel that it's just too much garbage. It's too much rubbish to keep on building. They tried to discourage them. And I advert, and, the, and, and our, our adversary said, they shall not know, neither shall see, till we come in the midst, and, and they will there to slay them. Also, the word of God tells us we need to put on the army of God to stand against his enemies and stuff. In the book of Ephesians 6 through 15, sometimes go there and read it. Also, uh, the enemy want to try to hinder, even with the marriages and whatnot. When we have husbands, uh, don't deal with our wives of the wicked vessel and, 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 and whatnot. The Bible tells us in First Peter 3 and 7, our prayers will be hindered. The enemy want to hinder us. Uh, the enemy want to hinder us, Galatians 5, 7, so that we uh, 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 don't obey the truth. Uh, uh, the Bible says in Luke 11, 50, 52, so warn to your lawyers, but ye have taken away the keys of the king, key of the kingdom. You enter not in yourself and won't let them go in. The enemy don't want you to enter in. This enemy wants you confused, bewildered, confused. Completely, to be puzzled, confused, mixed up condition of the mind. That's what he's trying to do. Make one thing, uh, uh, making one thing or another. Mistaking, I'm sorry, one thing for another. A noise, uproar, violent outburst, disorder. These things are designed to cause God's people to stop. When you look at the word of God, brothers and sisters, you can see that there's a real problem with false accusations. And there are many problems that come with it. If Paul had to be delivered, who are we? Uh, uh, David prays in Psalm 71 real quickly and one. He prays, Lord, I do put my trust in you. Let me, let me never be brought to confusion. He recognized the problem that it could cause. Listen to that verse, uh, 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 verse 2 in that thing. He says, deliver me in thy righteousness. Cause me to escape. Lord, I need to escape. Incline thy ear and hear me and save me. Be thou my strong habitation. I need you to protect me from this, from, from, from this confusion. Well, I may continue the result. Thou hast given the commandment to save me, for thou art my rock and my fortune. Listen at verse 4. Deliver me, O God, out of the hand of wicked and out of the hand of unrighteous and, and cruel men. For thou art my hope. The Lord is our only hope, brother and sister. Our God, my truth, my, my, my trust from my youth. You're the one I trust in. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. He said, for God is not the author of confusion. It is never coming from our Lord. When we look in the word of God, the rebellious, the, sometimes read Isaiah 30, verse 1, 2, 3. Uh, uh, the 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 rebellious, uh, they take evil counsel, and and they they are doing it for a reason. They are there to strengthen themselves and 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 whatnot. And when we go down and try to strengthen ourselves in the in that corner, like Egypt and whatnot, we we have problems. Uh, Psalm forty four fifteen, he talks about my confusion is continually before me, and my shame on my face has covered me. In other words, that was shame there. When one is shamed, it caused many, many problems. We're going to get ready to cut off 
hopefully you've heard something to uh, 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 help you to begin to recognize you need the arm of God on the deliverance. This is a real problem if men like Joseph, men like uh, 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 David, men like Jeremiah could be stopped, hindered, and put in prison. When we read the word of God, how that these men were there to follow Jesus Christ, the word of God, uh, and whatnot, and rebuild and bring restoration, and they was able to put them in jail or stop them, brothers and sisters, we need to be aware of these things. The word of God says in Ezra 9-7, since the days of our father, we have been in great trespasses this day. Otherwise, iniquities and sin can cause us to be in captivity and spoil and in confusion. The Lord is willing to pour out grace in our lives. We need this. When there's incest, Leviticus 26 and 20, when one lies with a, 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 the daughter-in-law and whatnot, it can cause confusion. Also, James 3, 14 and 15, 14 through 16, when there's envy and strife, the enemy and you this strife if we're not are careful. This wisdom in the Bible that does not come from above, but it's central devilish, and where envy and strife is, there's confusion in all types of evil work or every evil work. This stuff, wrath is cruel. The Bible says anger is outrageous. Proverbs 27 and 4. Uh, who is able to stand before envy? Envy is working there. Uh, outrageous exceed the limit. There's no restraint going beyond the standard of what is right or decent. This enemy, brothers and sisters, go beyond. Uh, uh, envy is painful, resentful. Uh, awareness of one advantage. When you begin to advance, this enemy don't want it. Uh, uh, that malice desire to cause pain, to injure, to destroy harm without justification or uh, excuse. This is what the enemy wants. First Timothy 6, if one don't teach the wholesome gospel, the Bible says he's proud. He don't, do, he don't know nothing. He's full of envy, want to hurt, want to harm, and cause problems to God's people. I hope today, and we're not through, but we're going to cut off. David was envy of those that were getting ready to be brought down. He, he almost, the enemy almost manipulated him to be envy at those that was about to be destroyed and, and it caused him a lot of problems or about to cause him a lot of problems. So we're not to fall into that place. He was at the point where he was about to make false accusations against even our Lord. Uh, he felt that the Lord was not treating him fair because the Lord was chastising and loving him and trying to keep him where he needed to go. I hope that you've heard something tonight that will help you. I don't know exactly how much time we got that we can maybe do some Pastor Damon? Yes. We um we have about thirty minutes remaining. Uh if you have time, would you uh do a little mini we'll this time? Sure, we'll get right into it the lost weather. Yes, well, you know, again well, thank you God do for that, uh, about your contact information. Would you give out your contact information, how people can get a hold of you? Yes. Uh, we meet, we are just west of Chicago, uh, probably about 15, 10 or 15 minutes from um, 
Full Half Field. Uh, I judge we've been meeting there for been meeting in this area for a long time, and and uh, we we do have service on Tuesdays at uh, seven o'clock and Sunday morning at eleven o'clock. Let me back up. The name of our church is called Out Assembly Church. Uh, we at thirteen seventy West North Avenue, Meadows Park, six zero one six zero. Again, we meet on uh, Sunday morning at eleven o'clock, and uh, on Tuesday at seven, we do deliverance after every service. Uh, you can reach us by phone at seven zero eight four four six nine seven four five. And we have got some good brothers and sisters there that has been ministering and has been getting ministry for a long time that can can pray and try to get others help also. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen to that. Praise the Lord. And um, I'd say in the remaining half hour, would you do some prayer to the people out there listening? Yes. Uh, you're breaking up. I can't hardly uh, uh, understand what you're saying, but I, I, I'll be glad to do whatever we can to try to uh, get those that, that need or won't help to get them some. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, uh, again, we thank the Lord for his grace and his help, and we want to uh, uh, do everything we can to try to get those that want and need ministering to get it. Uh, uh, you know, it's good to get what we can, but... Uh, uh, Really, the best, if you can, the best help is is when you can get one-on-one somewhere where individuals can really sit down and pray with you one-on-one. If you uh, are close to some of these ministries, heck, wish I know that that is a church that has been doing deliverance for many, many years, and Agape, the branches, and uh, and also uh, 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 Salvation. Uh, um, Church up in Canada, uh, you know, these are good brothers, the branches. All these are good places that I know. Um, there may be others, but I'm talking about what I know. There, that that there are people there that, that the Lord has greatly used to get some help. I'm sure there are others, but, I, you know, these are people that I know. The word of God said, know those that are laboring among you. And, 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 and I, I like to know those that are laboring among and everything. So there are uh, people that you can get places where you can get some good help at. We will pray for you, but those are places, if you can, get to some of these places and and get to some help because you're not going to get all that you need. And, and many times individuals need to be in light. That is, a, that is something that I found over the years. If individuals don't understand many times, and not saying that you have to understand everything about uh, the enemy and whatnot, but they are just some basic things that people need. The word of God said Jesus came and he taught the people. And after they was taught, they got delivered. I saw people that come to workshops and come to the church for a while, and when they began to really understand and learn, those old enemy really got upset, and the Lord just drove them out. Now, there are a few things that is very necessary if you uh, want and, and need help. We're going to run through these pretty quick so that you can begin to get some help, those that need it. Uh, uh, one of the things that is needed, the Word of God tells us that individuals that 
has been offended or hurt in areas of their life, they need to forgive. This is the word of God. The Bible tells us that if we are not willing to forgive those that have hurt us and disappointed us, the Lord would deliver us over to the tormentor until we forgive. Matthew uh, 18, verse 21 through 25. The word of God tells us, 2 Corinthians 2, 9 through 11, if we don't forgive, the enemy will be able to get an advantage over us. Now, there are some things, as I say, these are things that we have found that just needed to be done. And I don't have time to really talk or do a lesson right now on unforgiveness. I'm just telling you what the Word of God says. If you want to participate, you need to just follow me uh, real quickly or disagree with me in your mind uh, or repeat after me. This says, I confess that in the past, I feel unforgiveness sometimes, bitterness, resentment in my heart against certain people who hurt and disappointed me. If you agree with that, this is the only way. I recognize this is sin and confess this sin. You say it in your words that if I confess my sin, you're faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. This now I forgive all the people, the fallen people that I know about and all that I uh, uh, don't remember that have disappointed and hurt me. Just take a second, a minute, and just tell the Lord about the individual that hurt you, disappointing them. Now, uh, uh, forgiveness is a thing of the will as you're doing that. You you don't have to feel like forgiving. You've got the will to forgive those that have hurt you and disappointed you. And I freely forgive all these people that, that have hurt me, uh, um, all the people that are here unforgiveness are bitter again, whether they're living or dead. I forgive them. I also forgive myself for all my faults and failures. Thank you, Lord. Uh, for the freedom from the load of unforgiveness and bitterness. Another one is uh, uh, the occult. When you look at the word of God, the occult spirits has this. Uh, if you look and study the word of God, they're everywhere. Uh, uh, if you've ever touched anything like water witching, uh, uh, tolerant cards, uh, Ouija boards, table tipping, and Dungeon and Dragon, false or fortune teller, uh, palm reading, uh, going to seance, uh, uh, clairvoyant, looking at tell record, handwriting analogies, reading horoscope, and many other things. There are many other. I just don't have time to go through them tonight, but there are many other things that are rooted in the occult, and those things need to be dealt with. I find that. Uh, 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 martial arts, many of them, when they bow down to the uh, stuff and whatnot. I don't, have, I don't know exactly how all this stuff works, but I pray for many, many times I've had to renounce the idolatry that was in the martial arts before uh, uh, some of those spirits, Kwai Kondo and some of those things would come out. So if you've been involved with anything in the occult, the bloodless religion, those that don't believe in the death bearer of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you need to renounce that stuff and confess it. Uh, Father, I confess to you that in the past, through ignorance, or curiosity, or willfulness, I've come into contact with such no cut things. I recognize this as sin and confess them as sin and ask forgiveness in Jesus' name. Specifically, I confess this sin and renounce all contact which I've had with the fallen of cut things. This whisper to the Lord, the thing that you can remember and thing that you cannot remember also. I renounce and confess as sin any oath which I may 
uh, made to any false god, idolatry, which was I was involved with. Satan, I'm closing all doors which I, my ancestors, may open to you and your demons. I, I renounce Satan and all his demons. I declare them to be my enemy, and I want you out of my life completely. In the name of Jesus Christ, I ask for forget for, for deliverance from any and all evil spirit which may be in me. Joel 2.28, I'm closing all doors to all the practice. I command all connected related spirit to leave me now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I break all the curses of rejection from the womb, illegitimacy, which may be in my family back to 10 generations on both sides of the family. Kind of moving fast, but I want to get some prayer time. But these things are important. Disagree with me. In the name of Jesus Christ, I break and loose myself from all demonic suggestions, and I've got the soul tied mother, from mother, grandfather, grandparents, spouse, or any other person living or dead who has nominated or controlled me in any way which is contrary to the word of God. Thank you, Lord, for setting me free. I repent and ask you forgiveness if I've nominated any intervention. Uh, also, as I mentioned, um, we just want to break ourselves from any this stuff that comes through the heredity, the bloodline. And we renounce Satan and all of these things, all the ancestors sin. We confess them in Jesus Christ's name, and we cry out to you, O God, for help. Now, I'm just going to get ready to call some spirits out. If you're driving or whatever, just pull over or whatever, or cut it off, or you know, uh, whatever. We don't want any problem with them and cause you any hurt or harm, or whatever. Uh, if you're around someone, have them watch after you. Uh, uh, Right now in heaven, in, in Jesus' name, Father, I pray that you send angels to protect your people, to cover them with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, where there will come no hurt, harm to any individual or no problem in Jesus Christ's name. I pray that you, O oh Lord, would send ministering angels to minister every individual, cover every individual with the precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I bind the strong man and every individual that are seeking help, and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I break every curse, hex, vex, spell, jinx, psychic, prayer, bewitchment, and the powers that come with them, and all the demons that are binding God's people. Oh, oh, Father, I cry out to you for deliverance. For your word says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord would be delivered. I call on the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for you alone can deliver we thank you that you've given us power to tread upon sacred scorpion and all the power of the enemy, and we exercise that authority in Jesus' name, and we break your power. We break every yoke of all these demonic strongholds, all these wicked spirits that are binding God's people. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I command all those spirits of confusion, all those spirits of frustration to come out of God's people right now. Every spirit of confusion, get up and get out of there right now frustrate all those demons that are there to oppose, every spirit there that are sent to defeat God's people, every spirit of defeat, come out of that. I break the curse of defeat. All those spirits of defeat, come out of that. All those spirits that are there to slow God's people down, get up and get out of that. All those demons that are there to cause confusion, come on up out of that. All those spirits that keep them from doing the thing that the Lord wants them to do, especially when it comes down to spiritual warfare, and following our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Come on about that. All those spirits that cause them to wonder. Come on about that. 
Move. Get involved with hearsay. Come on out of there right now. Let's go in Jesus' name. Stepping out of all the religious deception. Come on up out of there. Move. Move. Come up out of there. All that religious deception. Come on up out of there. Eastern religion. Confusion. Come on up out of there. Hashim. Come on up out of there. Move. 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 All that curse or the automatic failure mechanism. Come on up out of there. Discouragement. Failure. Come out of there. Worthlessness. Come out in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All that frustration, come on up out of there. All those demons that want to nullify, get up out of that frustration in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on up out of there. All those demons that are against God's people when they come down to the to walk, spiritual warfare are following Jesus Christ. All those demons that are sent to fight, get up out of all that frustration and confusion. Get out in Jesus' name. All those demons that are there to hinder, all those resistant spirits, come on up out of there. All those spirits that are opposing, all those demons that are trying to keep those keep God's people from advancing, Come out of there. False accusation. Come on up out of there. All the hurts that come with all of the problems that come with all those things of accusation, false accusation. Come on up out of there. All that are adversary. Come on up out of there. That's blocking and hindering. All that uh, uh, accuser of the brothers. Come on up out of there. Those demons accuser of the brothers that accuse them day and night. Come on up out of there. Move, 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 move. Come out of there in Jesus' name. All those wicked spirits that are working, come on up out of there. All those wicked demons that are charging God's people, that are telling them they're wrong when they are, are doing the right thing, come on up out of there. All that hostility, come on up out of there. Move, move, all that hostility, come on up out of there. Let them go. All the fears, come on up out of there. Move, all that confusion, come on up out of there right now. Move, move, all that frustration come from the enemy, come on up out of there. Get up and get out of there. Move, all those demons that want to frustrate the grace of God. Get up and get out of there in Jesus' name. Come out of God's people. Move, move. The weapon of our warfare is not coming, but not through God. Get up and get out of there, confusion. Come on up out of there. All the shame that are tied in confusion. Move, 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 move. Come out in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. These people's bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, redeemed, cleansed, sanctified, justified, made righteous, just as they have never sinned. Come on up out of there. Move, move, move. Up and out right now. All the misery, all the distress, come on up out of there. All the gloom, come on up out of there. All the discouragement, all the despondency, grief, sorrow, come out of there. Move, move, total despair, come on up out of there. Move, move. All those spirits of despair that come in through this bondage, come on up out of there. All that despair, all those demons that make God people want to give up, come out of there. Make them want to run away. All those spirits that cause them to be overwhelmed, come out in Jesus' name. Move, move. Get up and get out of there. Let's go. Let's go. All that rejection, come on about it, depression, come on about it, lack of spirit, low in spirit, come on about it, frustration, come on about it, damper, get up out of there, move, move, loss of confidence, get up and get out of there, get up and get out of there, discouraged, damper, crush, come on about it, trouble, come out in Jesus' name, oppressed, get up and get out of Jesus' name, wretched, come on about it, move, 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 brokenhearted, get out, move. Move, 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 heart sick. Come on up out of there. Let's go. Emotional pain. Get up out of there. Move, miserable. Get up out of there. Exhaustion. All those demons that are woke God's people out with accusation. Get up and get out of there. Move, move. You must go. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. You are defeated. Come on up out of there. Move. Come on up out of there. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Move. Come out in Jesus' name. Move. Move, come out in Jesus' name.
spirit of despair come all the way out in the name of Jesus. All those spirits of despair come out in the mighty name of Jesus. You have been defeated, and you must go. These people's body are the temple of the Holy Spirit. They've been redeemed, cleansed, sanctified, justified, made righteous, just as they had never seen. Also, every spirit of lust that rooted in there. Come on up out of there. Move, move. All those spirits of deception that are down in there. Get up and get out of there. All the spirit of a false prophet, the false teacher, get up and get out of there. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, you defeated and must go. All those spirits of hard-heartedness, pride, come out. In Jesus' name, every spirit of self-will, I rebuke and break the yoke of self-will. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, get up and get out of there. You're defeated by the blood in the name of Jesus Christ. You must go. Every spirit of holiness, every spirit of pride, come on up out of there. All those spirits of destruction, come on up out of there. Move, move. Every spirit of rebellion, come on up out of there. Rebellion through fear. Fear and anger, get up out of there. Fear with rebellion, come on up out of there. Fear with wrath, come on up out of there. Move, 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 move. Fear of failing God, come on up out of there. Fear witnessing, come on up out of there. Move, move, move. Fear of going on, come on up out of there. Fear of authority, all those fear spirits. Fear of people, come on up out of there. Fear of black people, white people, come on up out of there. All those spirits, come on up out of there. Fear of losing pain. Fear of losing salvation, come on up out of there. Fear of losing children, move, move. Fear of losing husbands, get up out of there in Jesus' name. Fear of giving and receiving love. Come on up out of there. Move, move. All those fears. Get up and get out of there. Move. Fear black cat. Get up out of there. All those spirits of anger. Come on up out of there. Anger, bitterness, resentment, jealousy, pride. Come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Whether God said these signs follow them that believe in my name, they cast out devils. I throw you out in Jesus' name. This is not done by power or by might, but by the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. Get up out of there. Get up out of there. All the witchcraft control, move, deception. Come on up out of there. All the deception that come through the false prophet, that come through that accusation, heresy, move, move, teaching things that are contrary to the word of God, blaspheming. Get up out of there. Legalism, get up out of there. Extremism, come on up out of there. Hypocrisy, all the hypocrisy that are in there. Move, religious bondage, come on up out of there. Religious slavery. Move, move. The false prophets, the accusation got people in slavery. Come on about all that religious slavery that come from people that have been in these minutes. Re- religious murder. Come on about that. Men would kill if they could if they if they could get away with it. Get up out of there. Re- religious bondage. Come on about that. Move. Spiritual defeat, deafness. Come on about that. All that death spirit that come through that stuff. Get up out of there. Spiritual pride. Self righteousness. Come on about that. Cashmetic witchcraft. Come on about that. Move. Let go. All the cashmetic witchcraft, you must go. Get up and get out right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, you must go. I rebuke and break all the curses of Jezebel and Ahab. Get up out of that. Father, I pray that you would loose the spirit of Elijah and go down and attack Jeze- Ahab and Jezebel. Move, move, move. Those wicked spirits that are weak in the men so that they will not take leadership and the women that are being pushed out in the leadership. All those spirits of Jezebel, come on out of there right now. Move, move, move. All that Ahab spirit submitting to the wife, come on up out of there. Move, move, move. Get up out of there right now. Ahab, come on out. Feel a responsibility. Feel irresponsible. Get up out of there. All those spirits of, uh, of Ahab, come on up out of there. No compassion. Come on up out of there. Let's, let's, let's go in Jesus' name. Move. Leadership without love. Come on up out of there. Feel a confrontation especially when it comes down to confronting Jezebel. Destruction of the family priesthood, come on up out. Fear of Jezebel, victim, no good, come on up out of there. 
All those spirits of Jezebel, come on out there. Move, move, the liar spirit. Come on, female damnation. Come on out there. Come on out there. All those spirits, come on out there. Move, move, non have Come on out there. Rebellious to authority. Come on out there. Move, some rebellion. Come on out there. Bedroom blackmail. Come on out there, women. Come on out there. Rebellious to God. Female dominance. Move, move. All that witchcraft. Come on out there. Witchcraft control. Let's go. Let's go. Move. Control through silence. Come on out there. Woman preacher. Come out of there. Move. Childishness. Childish self will. Come on up out of there. In Jesus' name. Hidden jealousy. Fear. Fear. Come on up out of there. Let's go. Extreme selfishness. Come on up out of there. Selfishness. Come on up out of there. Maturity. Immaturity. Come on up out of there. Unforgiveness. Unstableness. Come on up out of there. Move. 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 Let's go. You're defeated in Jesus' name. Let's go in the name of Jesus Christ. You must go. You are defeated and must go. All those Ahab and Jezebel spirits come all the way out in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of resentment. Move. Move. Get up out of there in the name of Jesus. You are defeated by the blood. You're defeated. Have mercy on us, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to your mother, too, the tender mercy. Blot out every transgression. Move, 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 move. No strength left. Come on up out of there. All the way out in Jesus' name. Let's go. Let's go. Move. Come on up out of there. Move. Set your flight back. All those love spirits. Come on up out of fantasy love. Move, move, move. Ever learning, never coming to the knowledge of the truth. All those wicked demons that seduce the silly women. Come on up out of there. Lust of the flesh. All the homemonging spirit. Get up out of there. Let's go. Hatred of self. Come on up out of there. Move. Move. Come out in Jesus' name. Move. Move. All the confusion between love and lust. Come on up out of there. Self-destruction. Deception. Self-will. Sorcery. Move. 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 Let's go. Sexual curiosity. Come on up out of there. All the sickness, every spirit of disease that's come out in the name of Jesus Christ. We break those curses. All the wounds, the hurts, all the uh, infirmity spirit, cancer spirit, all that stuff. Come on up out of there. All the bleary thinking, cloudy thinking, come on about it. All the confusion, come on about it. All the weary spirit, passivity, come on about it. Deception, all that error and judgment, come on about it. Emotional destruction, distortion, get up out of it. All those demons that have destroyed the emotion, come on about it. Move, arrested development, come out in Jesus' name. Schizophrenia, come on about it. Double minded, come on about it. Witchcraft and workers in there. Jealousy, rage, lust, get up and get out of there. Violent cruelty, come out in Jesus' name. Brutal abuse. Come on up out of there. Let him go. In the name of Jesus. All those spiritual slam the mockery. Get up and get out of there. Madness. Come on up out of there. Torment. Come on up out of there. Nervous stomach. Come all the way up in Jesus' name. Move. Deep insecurity. Move. Low self-esteem. In the mighty name of Jesus, you must go over strife spirit. Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus, you're God, and you're able to do it feeding abundantly beyond what we can think and act. Oh, God, I cry to you. You are our deliverer. You are our power. Father, the folk that are in desperate need of deliverance, we pray that those yokes be broken, that you give everyone the measure of freedom, that you break up the bondage in the mighty name of Jesus, that you enlighten them and teach them and lead them and guide them and help them get the strength, get the, get the freedom that they need. Oh, God, we thank you that you rule in the kingdom of man. Now, O oh God, I commend all these folks to you and to the word of your grace and able to build them up and give them that inheritance amongst those that are sanctified in Jesus Christ's name. I bind up every remaining spirit. I bind demons to manifest and communicate with demons in heaven, with demons in the one else, and I forbid you to cause any harm. I pray that there would be no backlash, 
that all the curses, the witchcraft, and everything that are coming against them, spoken prayer, anybody praying for them the wrong way, demons that sent to answer prayer, all that stuff will be confused, stopped, and nullified. In the name of Jesus Christ, this is not done by power or by might, but by the Spirit of the Lord. We pray that you'd let the eyes of every understanding be open, that you'd fill them up with the knowledge of your will, that they know what's the hope of your calling and what the exceeding greatness of the power to us with who believe, according to the working of that mighty power that you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead. Now, O oh God, put every individual upon the shadow of the Almighty, cover them with the blood so that the power of darkness can't get nowhere close to them. Let the kingdom of God go into every place where these spirits have left. In Jesus Christ's name, we thank you. And we thank you for the opportunity, O oh God, to minister to your people. You are our God. And we turn our eyes on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Uh, Pastor Mobley, contact information one more time, please. Praise the Lord. Well, we, again, we meet. The name of our church is called Out Assembly Church. We meet at 1370 West North Avenue, Melrose Park, Illinois, 60160. Uh, our phone number is 446-708-446-9745. We meet on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock and on Tuesdays at 7 o'clock. And we do uh, stand ready to minister, and we do deliverance after every service. Uh, uh, and we praise God for everything that he's doing there. Well, this is the Omega Man, and I don't know how uh, well you can hear me right now. I'm still down in the jungle. Can't get a flight back because the airport is just totally iced over. And it, my heart's filled, so I'm stuck here a few more days. But it's not going to uh, keep us from doing programs. So praise God for John and Jean's tonight. We're going to have programs every day um, going forward. I'm going to be playing now a program called Attack, Attack, Attack by Winrow, if you enjoy it. Somebody's shooting at me. All right. This is a song I wanted to use with uh, the message the other night, and I didn't locate it in time. It's called I See Jesus. Are we ready in the control room back there? All right. <clears throat> Once a man named Stephen preached about the Lord. Folk were saved and folk were like it. Soon he had his crowd, and as he was stoned, they heard Stephen cry aloud. I see Jesus standing at Father's right hand. I see Jesus yonder in the glory.
stones fell round him, beating out his life. Stephen knew he'd soon be through with all toil and strife. So much like the master with a heart so true, he prayed, Lord, forgive them for know not what they do. I see Jesus standing at Father's right hand. I see Jesus yonder in the glory land. Works all over, now I'm coming to of glory down the street of gold marched a hero of the Lord into heaven's home I can see the Savior at the great white throne I believe he smiled and said Stephen welcome
For the hand of the Lord is upon this place, and his hand is upon this place to gather together a company of people to disperse, yea, to disperse abroad, to bring forth ministry. For the Lord would say that he will cause a multiplication of this message and this ministry, and the strongholds that have withstood the gospel will collapse. And the gospel of the kingdom shall go forth in power. Therefore stand in faith and stand rejoicing, for the king does march forth with his army. Amen. Let's stand and let's just praise the Lord. Bible, please open to Isaiah chapter 41, Isaiah 41, and look down to verse 8. I want you to keep in mind as we read these passages that because we have been adopted into the family of God, because we have been grafted in as brand snatched from the burning, we are now identified with Jesus Christ and we are spiritual Israel. Amen. But thou Israel art my servant, Jacob whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham my friend. Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called thee from the chief men thereof and said unto thee, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee and not cast thee away. God is choosing his people and he's calling them out. There's a great move on to put God's people together. It's called the ecumenical movement. It's nothing new. It's been around for centuries. It always ignores a key scripture. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing and I will be a God unto you, and you shall be my people. The slogan of all the ecumenical movements of the past and the present one that's now moving to get everybody under one blanket is don't argue, don't contend over doctrine. You know what doctrine is? It's teaching. If it's sound doctrine, Paul talked about sound doctrine, that comes out of the Word of God. But the people who believe little or nothing are always willing to put aside what they believe and you put aside what you believe doesn't cost them anything to put aside precious truth because they don't have any. But they want you to lay aside what you believe in order to join with them. So you can have as much of nothing as they have. 
This has always been true. And I, I can understand how some people can easily get involved in uniting with everything that comes along. And the great move is to unite, to get together, put away our differences. My Lord spoke, and over and over it says in the Gospels, there was a division because of Him. God's marching order, God is a God of war. And yet all we hear is peace, peace. There can be no peace until the war is settled. The only time there's peace is when men's hearts are rightly related to God. The only time there's peace is when the demons are defeated. The only time there's a room for peace is when the enemy army is on the flee, is fleeing. But you see, they're trying to put it together. And our God's a God of war. And most of them have never been to war. They haven't even been to basic training camp. Oh, they went to Bible school and seminary and <laughs> learned how to wear their ties straight, learned how to dress properly. Three points in a poem. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. And out we go to do something important. But they know nothing about the verities of Scripture. God is calling a people to war, all-out war, a war in which no quarter is given or no quarter is asked. The order of the day remains, attack, attack, attack. That's God's marching order. There can be no peace as long as the enemy is ruling and reigning. And I said before, if you want to find a lot of demons, go to church. There you can be sure you'll find a bunch. They're roosting all over God's people. They're binding them down. They're choking them off. And somebody has to care because people are bound. And if it isn't the chosen of God, I don't know who's going to care. If it isn't those whom God has called out, if they don't care enough to lay their lives on the line, I don't know who's going to do it. There's a sad scripture that says, I looked for a man and I found none. God looked for a man. He couldn't find anybody. Everybody was doing their own thing. They're vacationing. They're recreating. They're building. They're doing this, that, and the other. They're building great colossal palaces for God. So many people working for God, you can't work with God. Most people are working for God. They're doing great things. They're building hospitals, orphanages. They're building schools. They're building church buildings. Of course, they're all mortgaged, but they're building them. Swimming pools. Swimming pools, yes. Yes. Can you be used for baptistry? They could cut costs by building a regular baptistry if they want one. No, my. How the people have been deceived into putting their energy, their money, their time into everything except what God says is important. God wants the gospel preached. He wants people delivered. He wants people healed. And that's what he wants. And he's not interested in a bunch of claptrap in the religious world. He's not interested in a bunch of Bobby Rollins glitter and little people dancing around saying, Jesus is wonderful. 
the demons to scream, oh, I hate that name. Don't come against me in that name. I can't stand it. That's music to his ear. <laughs> but this other sweet, syncopated garbage, he's not interested in. He fits at the stench in his nostrils. Did you know that? Read the first chapter of Isaiah. Well, they had beautiful worship. They worshipped God. They worshipped Him. And they worshipped Him. And He was about to throw up. Because they came into His court. And they were not working with Him. They were doing their own thing. They had their little religious books. And they were going by them. People, we've got to move into the area where God is in charge and he's ordering his people, lay down your arms, fight, attack the enemy, make him flee. I'd rather see a cripple walk than build a swimming pool any day. I'd rather see a drug addict come loose than to build a bowling alley or a family life center. <laughs> my lands the family life center is supposed to be at the house not down at the church we're running in all directions competing with the world we're, we're organizing baseball teams bowling teams basketball teams everything so everybody will know we're just jolly good fellows there's nothing really different about us well, you don't have to strive, strive so hard. They can tell there's not any difference. <laughs> the fact that you have no power in your life, the fact that the average church doesn't have power enough to scare a toothpick, let alone a demon. <laughs> well, if a demon screamed out in the average service in good old Baptist churches around this area, they'd be joined by screaming members going out the back door, and the preacher would probably go outside. <laughs> Frighten the daylight out. <laughs> We don't do that. There's not enough power to bring to bear. That's why they don't do it. People ask me, said, well, uh, they don't do that over our church. You suppose we don't have any demons? I said, no. Some of your folks over here last week, and they're full of them. There's not enough going on in your church that disturbs demons. Demons are not disturbed by the sevenfold amen. And the rustle of the choir rolls. <laughs> They're not disturbed by the worship center with the beautiful cross and the golden candlesticks sitting up there for you to sit and meditate on. They're not disturbed by the stained glass windows. They're not disturbed by all the poshy, how do you do? Why, you can get the same thing in an undertaking parlor. <laughs> I never went to an undertaking party where they weren't glad to see me. <laughs> I mean, they smile and treat you nice. That's what the average church is, just dead. It ought not to be, people. It ought to be lively. Something ought to be happening. Or now some gone the other extreme. They, they hoop and holler all the time and think they're talking to God. But God's not the author of confusion. Well... God has called and chosen those who will be his own. He's put his name on you. Now, whether you reach the potential that he ordains for you, that's between you and God. You can abdicate, you can back off and not be what God wants you to be if you want to. But God's choosing an army. He's got an army. 
It's on the march already. It's full of little unimportant people. It's so nice because you can just talk to them, you know. You don't have to bow when you meet them or anything. <laughs> you know, the great ones, you have to bow when you meet them, you know, defer to them. But with God's army, he's got a bunch of workers. And the people that work the hardest are the most gracious and the easiest to be approached. It's not a mark of greatness for you not to be able to see anybody. You know that? I have been some places where I had a palace guard around me. Marcus has been there too. They tried to keep us away from the people. Can you imagine that? Oh, we fixed that. <laughs> we just went right past the palace guard and got right to the people. Listen, I wouldn't give you a dime of cow pen full for these meetings that just have nice little meetings and nothing happens. When I go to a meeting, I want something to happen. I want the devil to be so upset, he'll have heartburn for a week, a month, preferably. And I hope to be able to teach enough believers to give him that so he'll be in a constant state of misery ever since. I don't go over there to have tea and cupcakes. I go over there to stir the devil's nest. Bless my heart. When I read that newspaper article, it said it was so quiet and nice for about two hours, and then literally all hell broke loose for no reason. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I enjoy putting misery on the devil. I do. You see some of the tormented cases I've seen, you'll get to where you enjoy it too. Don't you go soft. Well, I can't tie for the demons. I don't. They deserve every rotten thing they're going to get. And I'm going to help give them some of it now. I think they need a foretaste, not of glory divine, but of judgment coming. Any of it I can do, I'll be happy to help them. He said, I have I've taken from the ends of the earth and called thee from the chief men thereof, and said, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee, I have not cast thee away. Now just because churches cast you away, just because preachers don't like you, doesn't mean you're cast away. And don't you go around being obnoxious. Some people go around being obnoxious and say, I'm the marker. Well, you ought to be. Anybody act as ugly as you do. But I mean, if you're just standing for the truth and you have a sweet spirit and you're dealing in love, then don't worry about it when people turn against you. They turn against everybody. They turn against Jesus. They turn against Paul. They stone Stephen. People say, oh, I'm just suffering for Jesus. I said, show me your bite marks. Bite marks. Well, they chewed Stephen up when he aggravated them. Did they bite you? No, they just they just talked to me. They called me in and they just really bawled me out. They didn't even bite you? Oh, dear, you're, you're an utter failure. You haven't really stirred the nest very deep yet. So when Stephen stirred the nest, they jumped on him and bit him. If you stir it deep enough, they'll kill you. Had you ever thought about dying for Jesus like that? The devil getting mad enough to kill you? <laughs> Some of you don't look like you think that'd be all that great. But see, you've got to revise your estimates of what's important. Now, I plan to live a long time and aggravate the daylights of the devil every moment I live. But if, the de if, if God decided that I could do more by being a martyr at the hand of the demons and that would turn loose a flood of new workers, boy, that'd be great. Wouldn't bother me. I mean, 
when Stephen went home, it turned loose a pile on the world. You know, the devil always makes a mistake. He killed Jesus and Niagara Falls came down, blew it all over the world. Grace flowed like a river. Paul said if the princes of this world had any idea what they were doing, they'd have never in this world crucified the Lord of glory. <laughs> God's grace had been dammed up behind there, just like Niagara Falls. And I'm telling you, when Calvary came, it was like the flood broke, boom, and all over the world, and the demons were swept aside in every direction, and the gospel went everywhere, the places it had never gone. <coughs> The devil hated Stephen's soul. He said, will you put out the orders? Demons, get him. How are we going to get him? Well, through those religious people, of course. <laughs> we got them under control, little puppets, you know. So they had them jump on him, bite him, take him out and stone him. And they said, now that takes care of Stephen. That's what they thought. When Stephen went home, he threw the grapp grappling hooks into Paul. And then Paul, one of their best servants, you know. <clears throat> Oh, oh, trying to throw that hook. Did you ever see a fish get hooked and try to throw the hook? Jump out of the water. That's what Paul was doing. He was trying to throw that hook. He was hooked. What's the matter with me? What's the matter with me? I'm not zealous enough. So he took out for Damascus. <laughs> and you, you know what happened. Jesus met him face to face. He fell on his face. He said... Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? He said, who, who, who are you? Who is this? He said, I'm Jesus. <gasps> oh, boy. He never thought he was that. You know, he's beating around on the toenails down there, and the head was looking down. He didn't like it because his toes had been stepped on. Don't worry if you're just the feet, folks. The head's looking after the feet. Amen. Amen. I'll tell you when the devil gets fooled around with a little toe, the head looks down and says, what's going on down there? Who's that fooling around with my toe? Doesn't matter what part of the body you're in, the head is concerned. Thank God. And you remember why Stephen's leaning over heaven? He almost fell out looking over. And when Paul hit the dirt and said, Lord, who art thou? Stephen said, Wah! That's my boy. <laughs> and then when he went down and ice and the scale dropped off his eyes, Stephen took off and had a glorified fit. He ran all over heaven shouting. He made so much racket. I think that kind of stuff. Stephen settled down a little bit. You're not the only one that ever had a blessing. <laughs> and I'll tell you, every time, every time Paul went through something and came out victorious, you know, Paul would go into a town, he'd come out with a jailer under one arm, a jail door under the other. He never asked where the Holiday Inn was, the best T-bone steaks. He asked how the jail's in town. He figured he'd end up in one before it was over. Oh, listen. And every time Stephen was cashing in on that, I'm telling you, he had a glorified fit. Every time Paul hit the ball, his team was winning. Praise the Lord. Now he says, Fear thou not, I am with thee. Be, not, be thou not dismayed, for I am thy God. Same things he said all the way through the Bible. Don't be filled with fear. You know why? Because fear is the hammer that fits almost every tool the devil's got. Amen. It'll give extra leverage to everything else the devil's got. 
fear. It'll screw in, it'll fit right in on the handle and give extra leverage. Anything else the devil's using against you. Watch out for it. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, sound mind. That's the three spirits that head it off. When you feel fear coming, loose the spirits of power, love, and sound mind on yourself. When you're dealing with somebody who's eaten up with fear, loose the spirits of power, love, and sound mind to go in there and root, root out the enemy. And perfect love, of course, casts out fear. Now he says, Behold, uh, he said, uh, Be not dismayed, I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Oh, I'm so weak. He said, I'll strengthen you. And I will help thee. Oh, Lord, I'll have everybody to help me. I'll help you, he said. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Oh, Lord, I'm afraid I'm going to fall. He said, I'll uphold you. He's meeting every need, isn't he? He's anticipating everything we would cry for. He's already anticipated, said, I'll take care of it. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee. He said, oh, that's me. The preacher didn't like me. My Sunday school class closed me out. They asked me not to come back to the Bible class when I told them about my deliverance. It upset them. <laughs> All that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. You don't have to worry about it. It's coming. They shall be a nothing as nothing. I got word. <clears throat> recently of a certain meeting and the fellow who was arranging the meeting the leadership in the church didn't want it in the church building they felt like it was a little too radical I don't quite think it's radical just normal everyday church service you know there's quiet devotional services followed by kicking screaming hollering and fighting nothing unusual about that that's what we do all the time here and uh, but anyway, some of the leadership were a little bit, they thought maybe we better put it in a neutral place, so they had arranged for another building. <laughs> I got a call the other day and they said, uh, Brother Worley, said they've decided to put it in the church. Every one of the people in the leadership group that didn't think it was right, every one of them had got hit and hit hard, and they decided, well, maybe this thing better get in the church itself. Because they had some things popping in their minds and hearts that couldn't be anything but demons, and they decided maybe the whole church needs it. Isn't that funny? Well, all those that are offense against you be confounded. They shall be as nothing. They shall they that strive with thee shall what? Perish. I worry about people who attack the deliverance ministry. I can be a little more patient with those who say, I don't understand it, I can't say I accept it. Because they can be, if they'll be honest with the scriptures and listen to the Holy Spirit, they can be convinced. But the people who have gone on a vendetta and who go up the wall screaming, they're the ones who worry me. Because my God has promised they shall perish. They're in dangerous, dangerous territory. They better take the view that Camaliel did a long time ago when he said, if this thing be of God, you can't stop it. If it's not of God, it'll die out. Well, there's been some people waiting around for nearly 10 years for this worldly stuff to die out, and it hadn't died. It's getting stronger, and uh, we're beginning to get attacked. It's so nice to be noticed, you know. 
first they just ignore you, you know, I said, oh, we don't pay attention to that, just a few ignorant fanatics, you know. But you can tell the books and tapes are salting down, and people are beginning to read their Bibles and ask questions, and the leaders don't have any answers. And they're getting edgy and... <clears throat> I had one man attack me up in, on the radio on Long Island. He knew everything. He was 26 years old. He'd been everywhere, done everything. I've been preaching the gospel longer and he's been living on the earth. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he, he decided to take me apart. It really upset him because his brother got sold on deliverance in one of my meetings, picked up the books and about 15 tapes. So he loaned them to his preacher brother, his pastor brother. <laughs> Of course, this young man's so smart, he doesn't even believe the Old Testament. And uh, so you know where he's coming from. But at any rate, he took me apart on the radio. He didn't call my name. That would have been nasty. But he quoted and misquoted and so forth. And it was so funny. He was so upset because I talked about the demons and laughed. That really upset him. I don't know what he wanted me to do. But, oh, the demons are here. <laughs> uh, I guess he'd have felt better if I'd have done like that. When I said Leviathan's a big old snake called up inside you, isn't that nice? <laughs> he said, he laughed. He laughed. He told people they had them inside and he laughed. <laughs> I don't know why he was so upset. He didn't believe they were in there. <laughs> you know, there's some full contradictions. I can't quite figure them out, you know. And he, he kept saying, and these people actually believe this man. They actually believe these things he's telling them. That really, that really got to it. I guess he'd been telling people things they wouldn't believe him. After hearing a sample of his stuff he believed, I don't blame him. I wouldn't believe him either. But, uh, at any rate, he was really upset because they were believing me. And the funny thing was that over in Vancouver, months and months ago, in British Columbia, I was dealing with a world ruler, and he looked at me and he said, Worley, he said, you are dangerous. He said, these stupid books and awful tapes. He said, do you know these people actually believe you? Same inflection, same words as the preacher used. <laughs> it sounded so much like him, I just had echoes of the past, you know. He's mouthing the arguments of demons against the deliverance ministry. Oh, he did, he did give me a title. I must pass this on to you. You know, my mother was no, no dummy. When she named me, she gave me the initials W.R. Worley. And she was, she was smart. I'll tell you why. Because this young preacher revealed it. He said, people, I want you to know that this man is the world-renowned authority on deliverance. <laughs> I found that hilarious. Well, I, I brought it back to my people here, and I played the tape for them so they'd have proper deference for me. <laughs> and they just went into hysterics when they heard that. I felt like it wasn't very respectful. <laughs> they walk up to me now and say, may I have a conference with the world renowned? <laughs> but uh, anytime you see my name, W.R., I've started, instead of Win Worley, I'm going to start using W.R. so you'll know those are, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, my. The poor fellow. He just needs a good dose of deliverance. A good dose of being born again could help him. You can't tell. Some of those people are so far off till you just wonder where they ever got on.
All right. Or what train they're riding. All right. It says, uh, Thou shalt, uh, he said, There'll be as nothing. They that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and not find them. That's kind of encouraging. There could come a day when we'll seek for the demons, won't be able to find them. They'll be so scarce. God will have them destroyed. Won't that be nice? They that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. We're going to have to keep our minds centered on the fact that we're fighting the enemy within. Even though they are using people. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Have you noticed how much fear not and how much help is promised here? Why? Because I'll tell you, you're going to need it. You mark this down and mark these verses, you'll come back to these. You just think happy days are here again when you go back home. Did you know that when you come to one of these workshops, that you are marked? The devil gives you an awful black mark on your record. And he says, demons, we got to watch that woman. Watch that fellow. They're kind of not quite convinced, but they could be, and if they could be, they'd be dangerous. So they would find special help for you. But God has already promised extra help for you too. Amen? Don't you ever kid yourself, we haven't got a two-for-one majority. There's twice as many of God's angels as there are the devil's. And you and I need to call ours into action. A lot of times, you know, I'm convinced that when the devil seems to just be just coming endlessly at us, he's throwing everything he's got at us. And God's got millions and millions in the ready reserve. All we have to do is call our army into place. Amen? Now, he said, I'll hold your right hand. Boy, that's nice, isn't it? Saying unto thee, Fear not, I'll help thee. Fear not, thou worm Jacob. Ooh. That's not very nice, is it? But compared to God, you see, we're helpless. Did you know, I heard years ago, some crazy fanatic I listened to preach one time, got up and said, you know, if you young people would give yourselves to Jesus Christ, if you just really surrender to him, he would use you to do a great work. And you know, I thought that sounded good. And he went on to say that if God... Did you know that God is so great that he can take an earthworm and pulverize a granite mountain with it and not hurt the earthworm? I studied about that because I've been working on them pickled earthworms in biology class, you know. They didn't have no bones, no nothing. That's pretty impressive, you know. Did you know that you're just an earthworm in the, in the sight of God? compared to his mighty power, that he can use you to pulverize that which can't be pulverized any other way. See, the power is in God himself. Not innate in you. It can come through you, if we'll believe it. Ye men of Israel, I will help you, saith the Lord, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Behold, I will make thee a new, sharp, threshing instrument, having teeth, Oh, I like that. (laughs) And thou shalt thresh the mountains. The mountains of sin will come down. The mountains of denominational solidarity. 
all the mountains will come down under these sharp threshing instruments and beat them small and thou shalt make the hills a chaff you know what he said he said you're going to beat those mountains down and when you get through you're going to beat them so hard they'll just be dust blowing away <laughs> did you know that believers are learning how to be armed with this kind of authority now I think I mentioned to you I was dealing with a demon taunting him about being so small he wasn't really I knew he wasn't but I was just telling him you must be very small I said no I'm not I'm a big one I said ah probably not probably a little demon with a big mouth he said no I'm not he said why worry if I manifested I would be 20 feet tall I said don't why don't you manifest? He says, not time yet. But it's not long. I'm convinced we're going to see supernatural entities walking around in manifestation that's going to scare the living hound out of most people. And only believers armed with authority in the name of Jesus are going to... You know what would happen if we saw something like that walking down the street? Our people all say, come on, let's attack. <laughs> We got a big one out here. <laughs> if God knocks him down out here in the street, all the neighbors will see it. Maybe they'll believe then, huh? See, when your people are conditioned to fight, their automatic reaction is not run, but attack. That's the way believers ought to be everywhere. Amen. A demon told me a, while, a good while back. He said, uh, "He said, Worley, he said, I was over in California someplace and." He said, um, Demons only, I, I said, he said, I hate that church of yours. So they've done it again. They've interfered, just like they always do. So they have no business over here. I said, they're not over here. I am. He said, shut up. You know what I mean. He said, they have sent angels all day long. It's absolutely terrible what they've done. So they've destroyed the headquarters overhead. Everything's paralyzed. It's a mess. So it's that way everywhere we go. Everywhere you go, said they do the same thing. Stupid things. And he said, uh, we don't even like to, said demons don't even like to attack your people anymore. I said, well, they do it all the time. He said, I know, but they have to have direct orders. But <laughs> nobody wants to uh, tackle that bunch of yours. I said, well, why? He said, because they fight back. And said, they fight dirty. <laughs> Now you have to understand that when demon says you fight dirty, that means you win. <laughs> to them, that's dirty. I think it ought to be that. I'm hoping to get Christians everywhere, not just in Hagwich, but everywhere there are groups of believers armed with enough authority so that the demons will actually say, oh, do I have to? Do I have to hit them? They may hit me back, you know. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Everywhere the message of authority and deliverance is going. The same thing is happening. The demons are drawing back in horror and saying, wait, let's, let's think this over before we hit that bunch. Let's get some reinforcements. Those, those people fight back. One demon told me, he said, well, uh, he said, these people in the Hegwish are crazy. He said, they have to be insane. I said, well, they are not. Yes, they are. He said, they're abnormal. He said, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. They ought to be home watching TV, worshiping the God of sports. Like all the other Christians. He said, why don't they ever do what they like to do? I said, oh, they like what they're doing. He said, shut up. 
That's what I mean. They're abnormal. <laughs> Praying for hours for people they've never heard of before. Such self-sacrifice is sickening, he said. Just absolutely sickening. <laughs> I like to do things that make them sick. Praise the Lord. May the tribe increase. This demon said, we dump poverty on them. We send poverty after them. We send trouble. We break down their cars, their appliances. We do all kinds of nasty, horrible things to them. And said, instead of quitting like all the other Christians do, just, just draw it up and not quitting going to church. I'm not going no more. Said, those idiots, they'd crawl on their hands and knees to get to that damn oh, church. <laughs> <laughs> now you don't know what I was going to say <laughs> that they would crawl on their hands and knees and get back to that stupid church <laughs> and he said and they go down there and get prayer and then, they, then we have to do it all over again Oh, won't it be a blessed day when there are hundreds of places where people can crawl back and be received gladly by brothers and sisters who will understand and lift them up in arms of love and prayer to restore them. Amen? The enemy can't handle this. And remember, we're just now beginning to roll. It's just beginning. It's beginning to rain. The gully washer hasn't gotten here yet. But the sprinkling is coming down. Oh, praise the Lord. How refreshing. But that latter rain is going to be something else. It's going to hit like a tornado. And I'm still praying that God will give us an avalanche of deliverance, just like He said He would, across this nation. Praise the Lord. This new threshing instrument. That sounds like deliverance. It's got teeth in it. I mean, it has a bite to it. And it threshes right into the mountains and actually pulverizes those mountains. Thou shalt fan them and the wind shall carry them away. You know what they did? <laughs> they beat down the mountains. They, 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 uh, these mountains are all beaten down. And when they had their grain, I've seen them do it in China. They had these big scoops, straw scoops, uh, woven things. They scoop up big scoops of the grain, the rice that they'd beaten with flails and beat the husk loose. And then they throw it up. They get up in the air and they throw it up like this. And the wind catch the chaff and blow it away and only the grain was left. So you've got to beat down those mountains to get those people out of there. There are people in those rigid denominational structures. First you've got to break those down and get the people out. And then, then you throw up and the chaff can go away. All that denominational machinery and all the other garbage that God didn't want anyway can just go down and go blowing away. And the people will be brought forth. Threshing instrument. They'll fan them. And the wind will be carried. Oh, I'd love to fan some of this, yes. And the whirlwind shall scatter them. That, if you read whirlwind tornado, you'll get more of it. God will send a whirlwind. And thou shalt rejoice in the Lord, and thou shalt glory in the Holy One of Israel. I believe this tornado is going to be deliverance coming through. We've got to have help, and we've got to have it in a hurry. And deliverance is the one thing that has never been tried on any scale at all. When the poor and needy seek water, and there's none, their tongue faileth for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. Listen, across the country I go and people are just starving. They're just like this dear sister who said earlier, I always knew there was something else. I was glad for what I'd received from the Lord, but I always knew there was still more, still more, still more. There had to be more. 
I didn't have it all. And then he goes on, I will open up. The, God's not going to forsake those people. God cares about his people who are caught in this dry desert. Did you know that? And he's going to open up rivers and high places, fountains in the midst of the valleys, and make the wilderness a pool of water and dry land springs of water. Oh, I believe that, don't you? He said he'll plant in the wilderness a cedar. Should a tree, the myrtle and the oil tree, I'll set in the desert, the fir tree, the pine, and the box tree together. That you may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this. The Holy One of Israel has created it. I've said all across the country, in the deliverance ministry there are no stars, only the bright morning star. Everybody else is a worker. Some workers have been at it a little longer than others. Some may know a little more. But those who have been at it the longest are the most gracious to help those who are coming along. No doubt about it. You find somebody that says, No, I can't show you anything. You just sit over there. You know what? They don't know anything. They think deliverance is their private preserve. I was in a very large charismatic church one time speaking. And the people were wildly enthusiastic. 1,500 people getting all excited about deliverance. And I said, come on, folks. I said, everybody can be a minister. Everybody can. This is a ministry. You can get into it. And they just, ah, praise the Lord. They were so excited, you know. I noticed two or three old ladies and a few old gentlemen that were looking like they'd eaten sour pickles. They were sitting there like this. I found out later they were the deliverance workers. Boy, was I ever poaching on their preserves. Here I was opening the gate and telling the thundering herd, Come on, people, you can all do it. And they'd convince them that nobody but just us, only we special, sacrificially dedicated people could do this. Well, could we come in the room where you do it? Oh, no, no, it's so dangerous. You just stay out here and pray. Oh, oh. Baloney. Any way you slice it, it's baloney. The chief qualification is those who believe. These signs shall follow those who believe. That's your sign number one. Do you need to learn? Yes. Do you need to pray? Yes. Do you need to know the word? Yes. But God's got an on-the-job training program. You don't have to sit around six years and wait. And Hegwish, if you get saved here... We stick a Bible in one hand and say, grab a leg with the other, and you're off to the races. <laughs> they ask me a lot of times, they say, do you have a school around here that teaches deliverance? I'd like to come to your deliverance school. I said, well, help yourself. It's right here on the floor. <laughs> That's where we teach that we have audio-visual lessons. They change all the time. We have a varied program. We never have the same thing twice. But you're welcome to join the school. This is where we train... They said, well, how did you train all those workers? It seems to me everybody in your church is a worker. I said, that's right. 97% workers, the other 3% in training. And those who don't will burn out. You say, well, doesn't anybody uh, come here and not become a worker? No, because they don't stay. You say, do you run them off? No, just we look up every once in a while and they're gone. <laughs> you say, don't you go hunt them? No. God didn't send them. We sure don't want to drag them back in here. Be nothing but trouble. Learn to let God send people to your group. Quit trying to persuade people. Give them the opportunity to receive the gospel? Yes. Teach them how to follow the word of God? Yes. But then leave them free. Don't take them out of one bondage and put them into another. God's able to handle his people. You'd be surprised how well he can handle 
He can even handle you. Put yourself in his hands. You know that? He can even handle you if you don't put yourself in his hands. Because you already belong to him. Did you know that? Well, they'll see that the Holy One of Israel has done this. Produce your cause, saith the Lord, and bring forth your strong reasons, says the King of Jacob. Let them bring forth and show what shall happen. Let us show the former things, what they be, that we may consider them, and know the latter end of them, and declare us things to come. You're going to know things to come when you move into the battlefronts with the Lord. Listen. Move over with me, please, to Isaiah chapter 43. Look down to verse 19. God says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, and shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people. This people have I formed for myself, and they shall show forth my praise. Now, of course, you know I'm a little prejudiced, but I think this new thing that's coming is deliverance. It's not new to the Bible, it's just new to practice. It was dropped out after the early church, as the church grew more and more corrupt and drifted far from the Word of God, it also drifted away from deliverance. Deliverance is the doorway to discipleship. The reason people can't grow in the Lord and are making no more progress than they are making is because deliverance is not being practiced on a wide scale. Deliverance should be available at every single church in the land without exception. Jesus didn't mean for there to be one church in a city doing deliverance and the rest of them piddly paddling around doing religious games. When every church begins to do its job, we won't have 1,500 first-time visitors a year desperately seeking deliverance. Our phones and Marcus's phones won't be ringing night and day with desperate people calling for help because they've tried their churches and they don't work. The problem is that it has been thought that this is for certain churches. One, one uh, high-placed man one time told me, he said, Well, you know, Brother Worley, your ministry is a very strong ministry, and I'm not sure our church is ready for it. Well, I know what he's talking about. It would probably split his church in half. Wouldn't that be great? If a valid ministry and movement of the Holy Spirit can tear up a church, she's well overdue for tearing. I'm sure things would be better off if we shut off some of the hypocrisy and the religious games that are being played around the country. Deliverance is not a side issue. It's not one of the things. It's the diesel locomotive that will pull the whole train. When you gear up with deliverance, it will pull everything else. It will make evangelists out of your people. I've seen this happen. We've never had a soul winning class here. And I, I doubt if there's anybody in our church that doesn't know how to lead somebody to the Lord. And I never did sit down and teach them how. But getting delivered and getting into the Word will make a soul winner out of you, won't it? We've never had a class urging, oh, please bring your Bibles. And yet my people bring their Bibles. 
We've never had any uh, push on. We never did offer any prizes if you read your Bible. You know, if you read so many chapters, you get a blue ribbon, and you read so many, you get a gold, and you get a silver star, and all these lovely awards. And all that. We've never done any of that. Matter of fact, we don't even have Sunday school. You won't tell anybody, will you? I don't know. Well, what would we do with a Sunday school? We've been trying to get through with this service for a long time. And if we had a Sunday school, everybody would be tired. Of course, the reason we don't have Sunday school is because we can't find it in the Old or New Testament. You're welcome. Just sitting there. It's a nice religious doodad, I guess, if you like it. But it gets in the way. It causes a lot of trouble. We never do have to run and hunt somebody to teach the juniors. Uh, we never do have to run and say,